Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Well, 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 I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. Happy Saturday to you. It is a happy Saturday. Don't let anybody tell you it's not. It's Saturday. It's kind of dark and gloomy out here in Los Angeles, and I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. So I got all your messages. Jason, how come you weren't on the air last week? Where were you? Are you coming back? Yes, I'm back. So as you guys know, life kind of upended in America here in the last, what, two weeks? We've been on a uh, home quarantine. Today would be uh, day nine, I think, for the family. Uh, We pulled the kids out of school, not this past Friday, but the other one. And um, I had to do the herd. And that was like the day after the NCAA tournament was canceled. Um, and I still remember that feeling the day before that where I was like, please don't cancel the NCAA tournament. Come on. You know, we can play in empty arenas. And now here we are. Everybody, well, at least in California, New York, many states beginning to follow. Everybody just under home quarantine. Lock it down. Stay home. Be smart. Social distancing, yada, yada, yada. And uh, I had planned to take last Saturday off for our third grade March Madness. We're going to have our uh, March Madness basketball tournament. And, of course, it was canceled like everything else on planet Earth. Um, but I said, you know what? I done heard Friday. Let me just take Saturday off. It's day one or day two for us at home of the home quarantine. And we're uh, kind of plowing through it. But I was excited to come back today because, uh, well, there's actually some sports to talk about. Um, you know, the NFL... A lot of free agent moves happened. Nothing really on the NBA front cooking. Um, obviously, we will do plenty on Tom Brady. As as producer Gavin joked to me 
uh, in our little pre-meeting. We'll be talking about Tom Brady to the Bucks in June. <laughs> Three months of, how about Tom Brady? Can they win the NFC South? <laughs> That's, it's not going to be like that, folks. Trust me. There's plenty more. Lot, I, listen, I came up with some ideas for some good stuff today. I, I You know, I'll just toss them out. We're gonna, I'm not going to get to them. I don't know when, but we, we have plenty. Like, if a bet existed, who will win more games? Belichick's Patriots or Brady's Bucks? I've already, I already know my answer, and I don't even know who Belichick's trotting out at quarterback. Like, I, I mean, I think that's a great topic. I think another one, Gavin, which sport will be the first to return? And I'm, I mean, I'm talking team sport, not tennis and golf, which seem more likely. But I think that's a that's a one hour that's segment a great topic. right there. Yeah. I mean, I have my thoughts. I'm sure a lot of you will disagree. But sports are coming back, by the way. Um, there's no no doubt about it. And I wanted to start the show. Um, it's a little mantra I picked up. I don't know when. I guess sometime last year. Um, and I've said it on the show, and you guys seem to like it. And now this, can I call it crap? Because I, uh, I think it's crap. This coronavirus. Crap. It sucks. Now this happens. Hard choices, easy life. Easy choices, hard life. And we're making that hard choice right now in America. And it hurts. It's painful. I mean, take a look at the stock market, how bad that's been. Start to look at the unemployment figures, which are going to be skyrocketing here for a lot of people. I already have a buddy who texted me uh, yesterday. He used to be with me at the big lead. And he's like, damn, I just got let go by, I'm not going to say the heartless company that releases somebody a week into the coronavirus quarantine. Um but he got let go, and I'm just like, jeez. I mean, this early, they're not, people aren't even going to wait to see what's going on. And then, you know, from a my little standpoint, listen, you guys, you know me at this point, right? What, three, four years of this radio show? And we were talking about the coronavirus early. I mean, Chris, I know he knows it here. We were on this in, like, January when I came back from the Super Bowl. Remember I wore a mask? I was like, yo, this is no joke. And... I mean, folks, I'm a little weird. I haven't eaten any food outside my house since last Friday. We got a pizza after I did the herd. I was like, I need, I just need a pizza, some comfort food. Since then, everything inside. We, uh, I would say, you know, we were prepared given the uh, the situation in um, China that we were following, uh, given the situation in Italy. So we we're stocked. We're good. Um. I get a Starbucks pretty much every day. I'm not, I don't need to fake the funk. I'm not here to impress anybody. A lot of guys out there hosting TV shows, radio shows, they're trying to lie to sound cool. That's just not my game. It never has been. Um, I got a Starbucks basically, you know, how many days were it? La- 365 days last year. I probably got a Starbucks 350 of them. Like, you know, we'll go on a week vacation and I like won't do Starbucks to like, you know, kind of get off of it. Um, but every single other day, I'm getting it. My same frou-frou drink that's kind of embarrassing to admit, but who cares? Um, I didn't get it today. I haven't got it since, I think, last Sunday. I don't know who's making my Starbucks, and that kind of freaks me out. I don't know if somebody's wearing gloves. Yes, I brought gloves to the studio here. I did. I don't know if someone's washing their hands as they should at Starbucks, so I'm afraid to get it. 
but Jason did because I'm a weirdo. I, I did, uh, you know, guys on the drive in, I said, oh, let me just check to Starbucks, see if I can order ahead. And there's like no Starbucks open. There was one like, I don't know, three miles away. I was like, I don't know. I don't know this place. I'd never go there. Like, is it seedy? You know, LA, I mean, you turn a corner, it's like, where am I? What the hell's going on? I didn't get Starbucks this morning. This will be maybe the first radio show I've ever done. Ever. Seriously, I get it religiously. I'm a creature of habit. We all are. And I didn't get Starbucks today. I got one of those, you know, I got the Costco protein shakes. I And you guys, if you follow me on Instagram, you see I do all these lame uh, workouts and try to stay healthy. It's tough during this quarantine. My kid's birthday was this week. So, of course, what do the grandparents do? They send a bunch of cookies. And I got a sweet tooth. And I've got to make... The hard choices. Guys, I had to hide the cookies. I put them in the cupboard because I was like, ah, I'm just going to eat all of them. And then for like a day, I forgot that they were in the cupboard. And I opened the cupboard to get something to make scrambled eggs. Oh, look, we've got cookies. Like, this is the new life right now. You got to make these hard choices and and sometimes reject them. And like right now, the hardest choice is to stay inside. But you know at the end of that rainbow... You make those hard choices now, you're going to have an easy life. And I know that NBA fans, we do NBA on this show so much, college basketball. This would be like middle of opening weekend of March Madness. Guys' stocks would be going up for the the NBA draft thanks to the NCAA tournament. I would have been up late last night watching March Madness. None of it's happening. But I'm telling you, I see some positivity here. Okay, so the news out of China, and there is some debate. Do we want to believe what they're saying? And Gavin, I know, has strong feelings on that. I am dubious of some stuff coming out of China. But the good news is the China, the CBA, the China Basketball Association, is announced they're returning in April. They were hit hard. They were hit first by the coronavirus. Okay, I looked it up. They suspended their league. On January 30th, if they are expected to come back April 15th, sometime between April 1 and April 15th, that's two and a half months. China went under a six-week quarantine. Everybody stay at home. Don't leave your house. Let's let this thing bleed out. Six weeks. And they're like, okay, we can do basketball again. Now, again, Gavin, I know you're very dubious. <laughs> Do you believe the China Basketball Association? Remember, China's getting hammered by, you know, the powers that be here in America saying, hey, our numbers are going down. It's working. Home quarantine works. We're starting the CBA again. Gavin, do you believe them? I'd like to believe them. I just, I, I think based on their past actions and the way they're a communist, you know, dictatorship. Yes. No, you can't trust them. Yeah, I would agree. I, but it's great if it is true. That would be amazing. Now, the, you're like China Basketball Association. It's not any good, Jason. Come on. Listen, Lance Stevenson's in the league. Tyler Hansborough, Kenneth Fareed, Shabazz Muhammad. Plenty of guys you guys have heard of from college basketball in the NBA are over there. And the biggest name, perhaps, is Jeremy Lin, who is going to go play for the Beijing Ducks. But he's got to have a 14-day quarantine right now. Being in America. So Jeremy Lin is going to go over there and play basketball in China. So if you're saying, well, two and a half months, what's that timeline here in America? 
And if you spend the NBA March 11th, two and a half months. Now, again, we're talking about empty stadiums. I have no problem with that, right? I, I just give me sports. Just give it to me. I don't care if nobody's in the stadium. We're looking at about June 1 in the NBA. Now, Adam Silver's been all over the place, which is probably the smart move. You don't want anybody pinning you down. Hey, it's such and such date. Where's the NBA? You know, you got to assume they got to take at least a week of camp to get ready, get healthy, get physically fit, and then start the league. I'm optimistic that, you know, mid-May, early June, I think we will have the NBA. Now, the sexier topic, which we'll get to, if, I don't know, probably for the next hour, is, Gavin, do you believe the NFL will return on time in early September? And will the NFL start the season on time? Because that is going to be the big one. I don't know how we will handle it here in America if there isn't football by early September. I just don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I, I mean, that's the big that's one. That's scary to me. Like, the NBA yeah. pushed the pause button. Okay, well, we're coming back. Baseball, I don't know. Will baseball start on time? They've announced they're pushing it back. Are they going to do crowds? Baseball is the weird one in sports where in basketball, I think, you know, you're guarding somebody, you're all up on them. Baseball, social distancing, like, with the exception of the catcher and the umpire and catcher and the batter, everybody's distanced. So... I'm optimistic baseball will be back. I'm not one of these doom and gloom guys when it comes to sports coming back. Um, you know, you want to talk doom and gloom for the economy, the country, job losses. Can that I, stuff is ugly. I just want to ask you, Jason, if yeah. they couldn't, if they stopped sports when there was hundreds of cases in the U.S., how are they going to bring it back when there's hundreds of thousands of cases of it? That's, That's what I don't question. get. That's a great question. The I, testing I would, is going to become more available. The, the the numbers are going to go up. Now, the transmission rate might go down, which would be terrific news. Yes. But I don't see how a league will be able to say, okay, let's come back, even though the numbers have skyrocketed. Well, I, I think the fear of the unknown is what got everybody with the low numbers. Oh, right? a little panic. Yeah. I People agree. are like, whoa, whoa, what is this? Agree. Rudy Gobert? Has the coronavirus, is he going to die? Like people, people freaked out and they stopped the league, what, like four minutes after the Rudy Gobert announcement? Basically. And I do love that he became patient zero when tons of other players have come out. And yeah, had, had Marcus it, Including Smart, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, Donovan Mitchell, two people in the Lakers organization. I'm not going to say two Laker players because we don't know. Um, but I think there was the fear of the unknown. You have coronavirus. What, what does it mean? Like, listen, these NBA guys are some of the healthiest athletes on the planet. Okay, they're going to be fine. I think. <laughs> I need to add, I think I'm not a doctor, obviously, you guys know that. But based on everything I've read, and listen, uh, other than teaching my kids, uh, by the way, teachers are so underpaid and are going to get massive raises when this is all over. They all deserve it. If any dads out there have spent five minutes, much less an hour, much less a day or five, teaching their kids... It readily becomes obvious that the teachers need way, way more money. All right, so we'll we'll do um, Tom Brady next. Listen, I, I just come out and say it. I'm not as bullish on the Bucks as everybody else. Um, there is a significantly uh, great probability in my book that the Bucks don't even make the playoffs. I, if you're betting them to win the Super Bowl, you're wasting your money. You're burning your money. Just don't do it. Now, Vegas is shut for 30 days. 
By the way, have you seen Gavin Vegas asking for a bailout? Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Um, Tom Brady, the Bucks. Listen, I'm hopeful for Tom, but I'm very dubious that it is a successful season in Tampa. That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, Kenny Rogers from Chris. Chris, how are you holding up with the coronavirus? I got to ask. I'm doing all right. I know, uh, what was it, like three weeks ago we started talking about COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah, it was starting to take off in Wuhan and everything. I mean, I don't... Because of my economic situation, I don't get out much anyway, so it's it's been weird because my life hasn't really changed too much, but I am more conscious about, you know, hygiene and everything else just because uh, regardless of how you feel about it, I'm just trying to be courteous to people around me. I'm trying to be mindful about all that stuff, and, uh, you know, you talk about the sports coming back. I think the one thing that is casting a little shade about sports coming back is every time I read more about the Olympics, more and more organizations oh, yeah. coming out talking about now I just saw another organization saying might need to delay it a, a whole yeah. year. I mean, so. Forget the Olympics, because that Olympic village is going to be a haven for passing around the coronavirus. Yeah, it'll it's just be a people. giant international Petri dish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, you don't need that. And that is my one fear. Like the, the Chinese Basketball Association we talked in the last segment about how it's slated to return there's only 20 teams, not nearly as much travel as the NBA. Um, and, and you know, again, you're on airplanes, you're going through uh, hotels, like very easy to catch that. And, you know, obviously you want to limit some of that. In small arenas with fans on top of you, too, like just how close the fans are to a basketball court, yeah. just even something like that. Oh, so and now I understand why you played the Kenny Rogers. He just died. Yes, he did last uh, last night. Yeah, oh, he passed. I didn't yep. know that. I was like, oh, I like that song, Kenny Rogers. And then I realized, 
I looked at Twitter and somebody sent me a video of Kenny Rogers playing basketball with like Michael Jordan and Larry Bird. I'm like, huh, okay, Kenny Rogers day. Now I see he's dead. I, I, you know, you were leading with that, and I thought, I thought I, I had you there, but yeah, I, I apologize. Yeah, no, Kenny Rogers did pass last night, age of 81, I believe. But uh, oh man, the gambler has passed from us. Yeah, wow. Um, anyways, back here, at Fox Sports Radio. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically, and it's even more amazing because Discover's accepted at over 95 percent of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com/slash yes 2019 Nielsen report. Limitations apply. It's funny, you know, you read a credit card thing, and I actually said to my wife yesterday, I wonder if we'll end up saving money. During the quarantine, because like you're not buying anything like we are ordering from Amazon. And by the way, if you have Amazon Prime, I'm not a paid spokesman. They deliver food. Yeah, uh, we, we do got he- steaks pretty quick. Yeah, we do. Hello, fresh uh, yeah. three times a week. It's really good. Now, let me ask you, Gavin, real quick on that before we get to Brady. Um, will you order stuff where people are handling it like vegetables, fruits? Because you don't know who's picking the stuff for you. I know. But like I was telling you in the break. um, it's really difficult to live your life in a way that you can't touch anything. I mean, just getting here, I touched an elevator button, right? You know, like there, there are a lot yeah, of you things can use that your keys for that. I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I teach my kids. Listen, you got a little life hacks for it. You know how you have to cross the street and you have to push a button. Of course, I yeah. teach my kids never use your hand; they use their elbow. And I know you're gonna think that's weird, and I don't care. I look like a weirdo. You're not getting germs if you use your elbow where you're wearing a long sleeve shirt. Uh, to touch the elevator button or anything. Like, uh, maybe this is the new normal, Gavin. I've been using my keys to touch elevator handles and open doors. I I mean, I'm going to sound strange. If you watch me closely, Gavin, I never have touched the door handle in this room, ever. I will always use something as a barrier because the guy before me, I know I'm clean and I'm washing my hands. I don't know about the other people. Like, I haven't touched a door handle in a bathroom in maybe a decade. Okay, so when you use a pin pad at a grocery store, you, you pay with a debit card, right? I, I use my key. You I, use I your car my, key. I use my car key to, to hit t- the, the code. Okay. Yeah. I've I, never seen anyone do I'm, that in I'm, the world before. I'm, I guess I'm wow. a bit of a germaphobe. And, like, I'm listen, I'm revealing stuff that probably my wife and my brother only know and my brother's wife, who I talked about some of this on The Herd, and my brother's wife texted me like, Jason, you are definitely – one of the weirder germaphobes I know. But I don't publicly, unless you are watching me do it, you don't know. See, I would rather, if I was going to do that, I would just wear gloves and just touch whatever. Because yeah. that, that I could never do that. I could never pull out an, and, and by the way, and then your keys, so then your keys go in your pocket. So now your pocket has the germs. It's like- No doubt, could- <laughs> 100%. Yeah. When I get home, every weekend from the radio show, take off the clothes, put them in the laundry room. Instantly. Like I- I'm not the kind of guy who lays in bed wearing any clothes. I'm even talking on top of the sheets uh, that has been out like sitting on a bench uh, watching my kid do basketball practice or a- anywhere. Uh, I know that sounds weird and strange, but for me, I, and, and I'm not When your like, kids boasting. come home from school, will you hug them? Of course. Okay, but what about the germs on them from school? I will, uh, like the shirt I'm wearing, I always, that's why I'm a shower at night guy. Those okay. clothes will always come off and go in the dirty clothes. Not okay. after the hug, but after hanging out. Yeah. I and and I, I don't know if it translates, but I'm one of those guys who um fortunately, you know, I, I rarely get sick. 
I might have called in sick on the radio show like once in four years, maybe. Um, I don't. But think to I've be ever fair, in sick for TV. You, you know, it's not a weekday show. Maybe that, that's fair. Been, no, that's you know. But I don't think I've ever called in sick for TV either. Like I just, the only days I would call in sick were NCAA tournament Thursday, Friday. Before I got to Fox <laughs> at my regular jobs, I'd be like, oh, that I'm was not the only it. thing that felt normal about this week was that nobody was working on the Thursday and Friday yeah, of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but, you know, the big news Thursday, Friday was the Tom Brady moved to Tampa. And, um, you know, listen, I, I'm surprised, a little disappointed in Tom. I thought the Chargers made more sense. Um, the Tampa Bay Bucks haven't made the playoffs since 2007, they haven't won a playoff game. I believe since 2000, like January 2003, when they went to the Super Bowl. I mean, this franchise is a joke. Let's just be real. The Tampa franchise is pathetic. Ownership on down. Now, Arias is a good coach, definitely. The reason I'm dubious, and, and it's a longer discussion, everybody's saying, well, the defense is amazing. Okay, let's just check things out. In 2018, the Bucks defense ranked 32nd in the league. In 2019, they moved up to fifth. These are the overall numbers from Football Outsiders. They had a great year, but was it an outlier, maybe? Perhaps? You go from 32nd to fifth? So if you look historically, defense, overall defense doesn't always translate. Remember the Jacksonville Jags got to the within minutes of the Super Bowl with an amazing defense. And the next year it slid, and then it slid further. Chicago Bears, 2018, great season, great run to the playoffs with defense. The next year, the defense slid. It's just defense doesn't translate year to year. This idea that Tampa's going to be top 10 again is a joke. It's not happening, people. So Tampa's defense regresses. They got a 34-year-old left tackle. I think the right tackle's 33. I don't know that if you trust those guys. I definitely don't. And I'm thinking our next guest will be able to shed some light more on whether or not Brady will be successful. There's plenty of evidence he won't. And let's see if our next guest coming up next will, you know, maybe say Brady will or will Belichick thrive without Tom? That's next. But first, here's what's trending with Patriots insider Isaac Lowenblatt. <laughs> A <laughs> little less crowded on the uh, Patriots insider beat the last uh, couple of days as uh, everyone heads south uh, for the fall. Jason, we start with basketball. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting today the Duke sophomore point guard Trey Jones will enter the NBA draft. Jones, as a sophomore, was named the ACC Player of the Year and also the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Today, USA Track and Field and the Olympic Committees of Brazil and Norway joined USA Swimming in officially calling for the postponement of the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo. Norway saying our clear recommendation is that the game shall not take place before the COVID-19 situation is under firm control on a global scale. Brazil says the committee's position is due to the notorious worsening of the COVID-19 pandemic and the difficulty for athletes to maintain their best competitive level due to the need to stop training and competitions in global scale. Also, the chairman of England's Olympic Committee is also suggesting that the games be postponed and that they be postponed sooner rather than later, telling the BBC, quote, to leave it where it is is creating so much pressure in the system it now has to be addressed, unquote. The Summer Olympics in Tokyo 
presently scheduled to begin on July the 24th, some four months from now. Finally, in distance running news, Elisha Nakamovitz of Toulouse, France, has completed a full marathon by running back and forth on his 23-foot-long apartment balcony. Nakamovitz said it was about launching a bit of a crazy challenge and bringing a bit of humor to de-dramatize the confinement situation. Nakamovitz was assisted by his girlfriend who provided him with drinks and M&Ms during the course of the marathon. Nakamovitz completed the full marathon in six hours and 48 minutes, so not exactly elite world record pace. No word yet on what the neighbors living underneath Nakamovitz had to say about the constant pounding sound from the balcony. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. I always, always go to M&M's to get me through long stretches of running. Uh, back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Our next guest, he um, he came on a few weeks ago and was... I don't know. He was kind of middle of the road on Brady, if memory serves. Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. Obviously, you subscribe at Greg A. Bedard on Twitter. Greg, uh, good morning. How is life in New England post-Tom? <laughs> uh, confined. I mean, it just, it, just, it just adds to the weird time that this is in, um, you know, in all of our lives. I mean, it's just going to – the 30 for 30 for – this whole Tom Brady thing and this time in sports, like, you know, I don't know how many parts it's going to be, um, but it's, it's certainly, you know, surreal. And I don't think, you know, look, it, it's, it's hard right now for things to really be finalized for a lot of Patriots fans. I think there's a lot of hurt. I think, you know, some people are angry and will remain angry. Um, but until you see Tom Brady in a Buccaneers helmet, in a Buccaneers uniform, on the field, throwing to Mike Evans instead of Julian Edelman. <laughs> I think it's it's really hard for, for people to really grasp um, what's going on. Uh, we're talking with Greg Bedard, Patriots insider, Boston Sports Journal. So, Greg, you know, let's start with the Tampa Bay Bucks before we get to Belichick. Um, I don't know, given what, what Arians usually does with his quarterbacks, hang tight in the pocket, hang tight, hang tight, throw it deep. I don't know how that's going to fit Brady. Obviously, he'll have to adjust. But my my first thought was, just because they've got great receivers there at two good tight ends, although, you know, O.J. Howard is really in the doghouse all year yep. uh, with Arians. I don't think this is a slam dunk that Brady's going to win 10 or 11 games, get to the playoffs, be a Super Bowl contender, et cetera. I, I don't know that that's going to be the case. What are your thoughts? No, I agree with you. And, and I think it's, you know, there's one factor that people really aren't, talking about very much right now but i think they will the further this goes on is this you know covid19 situation and i think it's going to affect a lot of things i think it's it, it, it has a it has a chance to dramatically influence what the patriots do at the quarterback position post brady mm-hmm. uh, along with how quickly the tampa bay buccaneers can get on the same page with tom brady i mean look they're make no mistake they're they're letting tom brady come in and basically do whatever he wants on offense um, it's going to be sort of like the Peyton Manning plan. But huh. when, when is he going to get there? When is he going to get on the field to do any of this stuff? I mean, we're literally looking at a situation where if the season even starts on time, 
you're talking about maybe two or three weeks of training camp um, before the season if if this thing plays out the way a lot of people think it's going to. I mean, so Brady's going to be behind the eight ball. The pay, I, I think that could affect how the Patriots proceed post-Brady as far as the quarterback position. I mean, if, if there's going to be barely any training camp for, say, a new quarterback, say an Andy Dalton or whoever to get on the same page with Patriots wide receivers – what sense does it make going with a guy who's coming from outside the system? Why not just go with Jared Stidham, mm. who, who knows the system, or bring in a Brian Hoyer um, from Indianapolis? So I think I think the COVID nineteen situation has, has you know is going to have far reaching effects for a lot of teams, including Tom Brady and the Bucks. Wow, now that's interesting, Greg. Because I will say, you know, you, you know Belichick far better than many, including myself. But everything I've seen, heard, read about the guy, he's got a colossal ego. And wouldn't it be very on-brand for Bill Belichick to say, you know what, we just lost the GOAT, Tom Brady, and I'm going to replace him with Jared Stidham. And you know what, we're going to win 10 games and go to the playoffs. Isn't that, I would have to say that's in play. I know we've discussed Dalton and Cam Newton and all these days, Jameis Winston. To me, it just feels like a slam dunk that Jared Stidham will be under center week one. And we'll all be questioning Bill, and they're going to go out and win 10 games the same way they did with Matt Castle back in the day. Oh, Jason. I mean, that is that's definitely in play. But yes, you know, Bill does have a pretty good ego, but he he also is the smartest person in professional football, and so he's going to leave himself options at the end of the day. And it's going to be more than Cody Kessler or Fromm in the draft. Like he, you know, so so there is going to be a veteran option. Um, you know, ideally training camps sort of start on time there's a competition um so you know and he's also not in a hurry where he wants the price tag on a lot of these guys especially a guy like dalton to go down i mean ideally he gets a guy like dalton to say like look you know i don't care i just want to come and work with bill belichick and and josh mcdaniels for pay me three million dollars for one year and then we'll talk about it after a year i can win that job so there's going to be a competition, ideally, if training camp starts on time, but he is going to leave himself options because he's not an, he's not an idiot. He's far from that. That's crazy. You, you just say $3 million for Andy Dalton. I know you're just spitballing, but Ryan Tannehill just got like twenty. Well, I mean, well, I can tell you what. If he wants to be the – if Andy Dalton wants to quarterback the New England Patriots next year, he's going to agree to take less than $10 million, That's for sure. That's wild. Uh, I'm talking with Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. What other options does he have? And, and I would agree with that. Now, now the big question, Greg, for me is, like, regardless of who's at quarterback for the Patriots, if I asked you who will win more games next year, Tom Brady and the Bucks or Belichick and the Patriots, who would you go with? Oh, man. It, uh, I mean, if you could tell me how much training camp there was going to be, I would have an answer to that. Um you know, gun to my head. I think the, I haven't really had a chance to look at the Bucks' schedule. Um, even though the Saints are obviously ramping up a little bit, uh, maybe Brady is um, factoring into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know they're adding you know Emmanuel Sanders and some other people. Um, gun to my head, I'm going to go. The Bucks win more games, but I still think that the, the Patriots could go further in the playoffs by the end of the season. I think Tom. Tom is at the point in his career where he's starting to fade at the end of the year. And uh, the Patriots always get, well, usually, 
they get stronger at the yes, end. Yes, that's a great point. Now, uh, Greg, I did look it up. Brady's got a face of these opposing defenses. The Panthers, who were number two in sacks. The Saints, who were number three in sacks. The Rams, who were four. And the Vikings, who were in five. Now, a lot, I know those teams all went through some changes. But uh, given what we've seen with Arians' offenses, teams are going to bring the house blitzing Brady, right? He led the league in throwaways last year. And now Arians is yeah, supposedly going to ask him, hey, just hang tough in the pocket. Brady's a statue back there. No, I mean, you're right. I mean, they, they, Arian, the, 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 the book on Arians is that it's a deep drop offense. He's always gotten his quarterback skills, always. Um, you know, I don't care how good they've been. Um, so he likes the deep drops. He likes airing it out. It, it doesn't exactly match with Brady. Um, the big thing is, you know, look, Tom Brady was in one system for 20 years. He only knows one way to do pass protection. So, you know, identifying the mic and all that stuff, like, you know, who's who's going to teach everybody that there? How's it going to operate? Um, how confident is Brady going to feel in it? If he's not confident in his protection, he's going to start bailing and throwing balls away. Um, you know, it, it has the potential to be a little bit, bit of a mess, especially if they don't get much training camp there. Yeah. All right, Greg Bedard, uh, Boston Sports Journal, he's – you know, the point man for all things uh, Patriots. Greg, you know, good luck with Andy Dalton or, uh, you know, Jared <laughs> Stidham. And obviously COVID-19. Stay healthy, buddy. All right. See you. All right. That was Greg Bedard, Boston Sports Journal. Listen, he uh, he made a great point, Gavin, about that training camp. I hadn't thought about that. If Let's say the NFL starts on time, but training camp is pushed back. So now you got a new new quarterback, new system, new coaching staff. The learning curve there is steep. Remember Odell Beckham. Somebody made this point last uh, last summer. Who some guest from Cleveland came on this show. Odell Beckham was there for like three or four days of camp. That's it. He just was like, I I don't have to be here unless it's mandatory. And he never really fit. His numbers were awful. You could see he was never on the same page with Baker. You gotta wonder. Are we gonna see the same thing with Tom Brady? And a lot more players. I mean, look at Melvin Gordon last year, had the holdout. Didn't seem right yeah. until the end of the season, really. Took him a long time. So we could see a lot of players this season struggling early on. That would be awesome. Now, the Patriots, you know, obviously if they keep Stidham, there'll be some continuity there. But uh, are there, there weren't a lot of different quarterback moves, right? Um, the Chargers are going to go with Tyrod, who was in their system last year. Yeah. Um, Tannehill stayed put. It we was had, the, like the big quarterback carousel that kind of never took place. Teddy uh, Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. But the offensive coordinator, Joe Brady, was with him in New Orleans. Yes. Uh, a couple years ago. So I don't know that that will be a massive. There will be a learning curve. Um, but listen, that's food for thought. And and I'm not a Tom Brady hater. I'm not. I just think when you look logistically at the offense, at Brady, at his age, the opposing defenses – this COVID-19 situation, it ain't going to be as easy as, oh, 12 wins, slam dunk, lock it up. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. So we're going to do that, our first, like, COVID-19 sports question. Which team sport will be the first to return? We'll go Chris, Gavin, and myself back here on Fox Sports Radio. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. Good stuff from Greg Bedard. I hadn't even anticipated COVID-19 delaying to start a training camp. That's going to be significant for Tom Brady. If you missed that, the podcast will be up uh, shortly after the show. 
Uh, in the studio here, they've got, you know, as usual on a Saturday morning where it was normal, there would be sports on all of them. Well, there's sports, but they're replays. NFL Network is showing the Ravens-Chiefs game. I think it was like week three or four. Uh, Chiefs had a huge lead. I remember, Gavin, did you bet the Ravens in that game? Yes, I did. Yeah, I think they were getting yep. like five and a half or six, and LeVar got him in the back door. So he's on the goal line now. He's about to do that dance move like at the two-yard line yep. where he just jukes that guy out of his jock strap and gets in. And I remember being in my little home base at home watching the game. But yeah, Lamar <laughs> got that cover. I think I went four and one in the Super Contest that weekend. I was all geeked. Uh, didn't end well in the Super Contest for me. Oh, yeah, here it is right here. Lamar scrambles to the right, gets to the sideline. Like, how do he beat Chris Jones? At, boop. See a see a punny badger <laughs> touchdown, and then it was like, can, are the Chiefs going to try to score? But Lamar got him in the back door. Ah, oh, gambling, miss that. Vegas casinos shut for thirty days. All right, um, we got final segment of the hour here before final two hours, and I want to ask the guys their thoughts on this. Um, which sport do you think will be back first? Is that that was the topic we're going to do, right? Um, all right, Chris, do you want to go? And I'm talking team sport. So that basically right. is, I mean, NHL, baseball, basketball, football. Now, if you say football, I'm going to be nervous because that will mean <laughs> an entire summer with no sport. I'll, I'll be a little freaked out, but go ahead. So honestly, I've been thinking about this because, I mean, we still have stuff like UFC going on and Dana White's coming out here saying it's all overblown or whatever. But He said that? Yeah, it, I, I don't have his exact quote in front of me, but he's he's running his mouth again as usual. But I would say, you know, I think I think good money's on baseball. If I was betting, I'd probably say good money's probably on baseball to come back first. But I would probably take uh, the National Hockey League. They seemed reluctant to put it on hold to begin with. It seems like they they gave into some sort of pressure. But I think they're they're going to find a way to come back and not disrupt their season any more than they can, but I would say that that's probably my one, and then my 1A would probably be baseball. Hmm. Gavin? Yeah, I haven't put much thought into the NHL, so I'm going to go baseball here. I think the NBA, them even discussing the idea of a, of a charity tournament um, where you would have kind of a five-on-five with no fans, and uh, the the fact they're even discussing that makes me think that this season is pretty much over and it's a wrap, and uh, which is sad because we had a lot of storylines I'd like to see play out. So yeah, no, that's interesting, um, Gavin. I so it's interesting. I thought somebody would say the NBA because the NBA is one of these like they like to be forward thinking. Adam Silver, um, they'll be first or last for me. I think with the number of cases that are now being confirmed in the NBA, that's probably what's going to set them back the most right now. But doesn't a case just set you back two weeks, like 14-day incubation period to make sure you're okay? I mean, maybe, but I think it also makes, there there is now public pressure. If you see the NBA coming back first, people are going to be like, how can they be coming back right now? They've had all these cases, da-da-da-da-da. So. Okay, that's a good one. I mean, there. listen, I think at some point, the billionaires are going to start to say, hey, hey, there's a huge advantage to us getting back first. And you could talk about UFC and tennis and golf. Like, that does not have the fan base of these old sports, the traditional sports. Like, I mean, if you're back baseball, your ratings are going to be soaring. People are going to be following your games on the internet, uh, gambling on the games. Like, I just think the leagues at some point will say, huh, 
and like again, the leagues led by billionaires who control, uh, you know, Rob Manfred and these guys. I think they're going to say there's money to be made here in an economy when everybody's lost, tr- you know, the economy's lost trillions of dollars. And again, I'm not putting it over health. Um, I do believe in at least a month we'll start to have figured out some of this. We'll have a better grasp. Hopefully, on it, right? but right now it's costing the owners a lot of money because they're they're paying the employees not to work. Right? How long will that last? Yeah. Now I know it's a drop in the bucket for them, but still they're billionaires for a reason. <laughs> yeah, they could be ruthless. It may not be a good look uh, for them uh, to, to rush back. Uh, Fox Sports Radio will be back after this. Jason McIntyre show. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our number two here on Fox Sports Radio. It's me, Jason McIntyre, back on the radio. Feels good to be back. Last show I did before this was Colin Cowherd's show last Friday. That was a tough one. Uh, The day, basically when America started to stop. Uh, I am coming to you live today from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to hit that, strike that even balance between coronavirus and sports and life. I mean, life has basically changed dramatically. Like I see Iowa Sam in here taking over his usual shift. I didn't even ask him for a uh, breakfast sandwich. He knows I'm not. I'm like, eh, I'm not really eating that other stuff. Uh, Starbucks, not doing that. And I did get some, uh, I saw some of your tweets, yes I did, uh, about being a bit of a germaphobe. And it's not like I'm a outward massive germaphobe. I just try to avoid door handles at all costs. Uh, I, I, I kind of do think this is the new normal here in America. People are going to be, hygiene is going to be paramount. Um, 
and I, you know, I vowed not to come on here and be super doom and gloom. Uh, it's easy to very get very negative and sad and only read the negative articles about what's going on, and it is bad. And then, you know, there, there's the other end of the spectrum where we're like, ah, oh, this is not that big of a deal. We're going to get... I just don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy who's sitting out here saying it's not that bad, it's not that big of a deal, we're going to be fine, and not many people have died. Like, I just think that's the wrong way to look at it. I'm, you guys know I uh, coach some basketball teams. I'm heavily invested with my young kids who play sports. And, like, one of the, one of the other dads is an ER doctor. I was texting with him this week, and he's like, listen, it's about to get rough. Like, the hospitals are filling up. We don't have room, you know? And then when the ER doctors get the COVID-19, they can't come into work. So now you've got it, you're understaffed and you're swarmed by people who are coming in with the flu. And it's just, it's not good. And that's why this Tom Brady news this week was such a relief to temporarily take us away from all the negativity going on in Italy and Iran and China and here in America, Seattle, New York. I mean, listen. New York Times today, you don't want to go look at some of those stories going on in New York. It's This week is going to be a big one, folks. Like we think, oh, one week down, all right, how many left? And then it's this is going to be a tough week. So just strap in and um, you know, try to stay positive. I will say the one thing I've been doing religiously is because you can't go to the gym. And you guys know I'm a, if you follow me on, on the gram, you know that I like to work out and like stay fit. And I play soccer and I play basketball. Playing basketball, that's the one thing I miss a ton. Oh, my gosh. Um, Go to the gym. I do F45 with some buddies. Uh, The one thing staying at home that I will say I've got on is this Herschel Walker home workout. And I know you guys remember Herschel Walker, the great running back, um, uh, 80s superstar in the SEC. I believe he went to Georgia. Then he was like the linchpin of that massive Cowboys trade with, I think it was the Vikings, that essentially set the Cowboys' course toward greatness in the 90s. They gave up like, you know, seven draft picks and players for Herschel Walker. And he would try to do, in high school, 1,000 push-ups and 1,000 sit-ups a day. Obviously, I'm not in high school, so I can't handle that. But my goal was 500 of each a day. And I started to wake up and do bang out 100 you know, sets of 20 push-ups, uh, do 100, and then sets of 25 sit-ups. And then, you know, maybe before lunch, you do another 100. And then, like, mid-afternoon, you do another 100. And then late afternoon, you do another 100. So you're up to 400. And I'm like, how could he do 1,000? That was my first thought. How could he do 1,000 sit-ups and push-ups a day? But there's actually, like, this uh, – I found it on Google. Let me th- call up the URL here. It's – uh. The Herschel Walker workout, something called the art of manliness. I mean, the guy's a beast. And I haven't got to 500 yet. 400 has been done. 300 is pretty easy. Now, the first couple days are going to be brutal. I'm just warning you. Uh, If you're the kind of guy who's stuck inside with the weather's crappy in whatever region of the country you're in, you got to get exercise, folks. You have to. It's important. It's uh, not just for the body, but for the mind as well. You're going to go stir crazy playing video games all day or watching Netflix all day. Got to get in some workouts. And if you want inspiration, man, you know there's a lot of positivity on Instagram. A lot of people doing workouts, dribble a basketball in your garage, do whatever. But get exercise or your mind's going to go wild. And not in a good way. I mean, I was so looking for topics for this show 
that I have all the odds. Are you ready for this, Gavin? Super Bowl 55 in Tampa. Uh, This is from FanDuel. The Chiefs are the favorite. The Ravens are third. 49ers are fourth. The Saints plus 1,300. That Emmanuel Sanders pickup last night is huge. You guys saw that, right? Yeah, I did. He didn't get that much money, actually. I I know, but he wanted to play for what I think is a Super Bowl team, right? So now you're lining up Emmanuel Sanders opposite Michael Thomas. Saints are going to be pretty nasty. They got Malcolm Jenkins on the back end. They've had some tough uh, flameouts in the postseason in the last three years. But the Buccaneers are fifth, plus 1,700. Gavin, come on. As a gambler, you know there is zero value in that. Well, yeah. I no, mean, I don't, wait a minute. No, I wouldn't well? gamble it. I, I don't think I'd gamble them to win the Super Bowl. I Look, I had the Buccaneers as an outside shot to win the division last year Okay, okay with Jameis. By the way, Jameis did just tweet his goodbye to the Buccaneers saying, Oh, uh, it's done? It's been a great five seasons as a Buccaneer. All love and respect. I love Tampa and look forward to seeing y'all in February. So he's predicting he will see the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm guessing that means he's going to an AFC team, but there's no news on that Wait, Jameis Winston already has tickets to the Super Bowl? No, he's saying, uh, thank you, Buccaneers. I'll see you in February. Oh, he's saying they're going. Yeah, he's saying his team is, uh, but uh, you know, we don't even know where he's playing right now. My guess, he reunites with Mariota behind Derek Carr as a Raider. Three quarterbacks on the Raiders. Uh, can they no. keep three? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but the, there's not that many teams left to, you know. I don't think. Do you think the Chargers would want him? I, I don't I think. think it sounds like they're going to try out your guy Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Um, all right. Let me build the case against. Um, the Bucks having any shot here? So they were. The good news is they were seven and nine last year, and they had a positive point differential. The only team with a losing record to have a positive point differential. Um, Jameis threw seven pick sixes, which is, I mean, unfathomable. The great stat, of course, that I found: Tom Brady has thrown six in the last decade combined. Jameis had seven last year. So I think the average fan will look at this and be like, oh, 7-9, defense was fifth in football outsiders. Um, you replace Brady, Jameis. Yeah, like uh, maybe you get um, somebody to take a pay cut, like a running back who needs a job. I mean, Ronald Jones is okay, but he was in the doghouse a lot. He can't block to save his life. Um and, and I think the average sports fan will look at that. But as I talked about last hour, like, Jameis took the fifth most sacks in the league last year. He's actually nimble uh, in the in the pocket. He's got some good scrambling ability. Brady has none. I think the key will be, can Arian shrink this offense so that it's not throw everything deep? Because that's where Jameis made his money, right? He threw led the league in yards mostly because they were coming from behind, but also because they would just bomb it to Godwin and Evans. But that's not Brady's style. As he gets older, and I'm not saying his arm strength is dead, but we saw late in the season, he was bad. I mean, Bucky Brooks, do you remember when he came on the show and said, there's eight quarterbacks in the playoffs, Tom Brady is the worst? You remember that? He said he was the weakest quarterback in the playoffs. I'm like, come on, dude, that's much. No. A bit much. And then you watch Brady against the Titans, and you're like, man, he, he, I don't want to say he's shot, but, He's, his bread and butter is the underneath stuff. He basically made the slot receiver with Wes Welker, Amendola, Edelman. Okay? 
They lost their slot guy, Adam Humphreys, to the Titans last year. The tight ends are going to be big. Obviously, the going from Gronkowski to nobody and now to O.J. Howard and Brait is positive. I think Brady will be fine in the red zone, although some of the stats kind of say that he was not good in the red zone last year. I think that was more indicative of the players he was throwing to. Um, I it just when he was under pressure last year, and this is the one stat that jumped out when under pressure last year, Tom Brady had the lowest passer rating and QBR he's had in 10 years. He was bottom seven in the league under pressure. So now he's got a new system, new weapons, new coaching staff, new offensive line. Uh, and by the way, their tackle, um, on the right side, DeMar Dotson, the 34-year-old, he ranked 25th in block win rate. And the starting left tackle, Donovan Smith, averaged uh, ranked 30th. So on the outside, the blocking was not great in Tampa. Inside, it was good. But then you wonder, huh, they can't run the football at all. How good of a line is this? And I don't think we know. Well, I, I had looked after the season – and they were the seventh-ranked offensive line, according to Pro Football, Pro Football Focus. Focus. So I don't know how much has changed. I know they just brought in a guy, I think, from Cleveland. Uh, so they're trying to get some help around you know, Brady. And obviously, all these free agents allegedly are trying to get over there. Um, I, I do think he, had a, he has a better shot of reaching the playoffs with oh. the Buccaneers this year than what Belichick had last. Like well, I, I don't have a lot of faith in the Patriots next season, so... You know, the AFC is going to be a monster. And look, I still think Breeze is about to fall off. I mean, we saw it last year. We saw it the year before. Um, and look, new coach, new system in um, in Carolina. Yep. And Atlanta is hopeless. They they are. <laughs> I think I got Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley's terrible. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's awful. Um, so dump, I, I let's think not they dump Todd Todd Gurley just yet. I think I'm going to bet Tampa to win the division. I think wow. there will be some value there. Sure. Um, I I do wonder when you look at Bill Belichick and and you're you know AFC being a monster. Like he would get to easily beat up on Miami and on the Jets and Buffalo every year. I know Buffalo was a playoff team, but Tom Brady, uh, it was like 29-3 and three against him. Some obscene number. Those were like a bunch of layups. Remember last year they sucked, right? They won 12 games. That, somehow, they won 12 games last year. Despite um, no Gronkowski and Brady was struggling and all this. They won 12 games. So I think that schedule division, was just terrible. Right, that yeah. division, right. So now I think you go to a tougher division. Saints twice as tough. Falcons, we Falcons are hit and miss. We'll say the split. Panthers, they might be my sneaky bet at like plus fifteen hundred or whatever to win the division. Uh, I, they don't have a lot of talent. They could be tanking for Trevor Lawrence. Um, there, I I I, 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 I go coach. I, I look at coaches a lot, and Bruce Arians is one of my favorites mm. in the NFL. We've seen what he's done with quarterbacks in the past, especially older quarterbacks yeah. with Carson. We don't Palmer. know Matt Rule. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. And look, Teddy Bridgewater, he played what five games? I mean, you know, that's great. Yeah, probably on one of the most talented teams in the entire. Yeah, league. yeah, yeah. Like Panthers are not there. Um, yeah, there, there's not no one really in that division that scares me. I get that the Saints. You want to say that, but 
We saw them in the playoffs last year. <laughs> yeah, that was a rough loss to Minnesota. Now, the schedule real quick for Tampa. Um, no trips to the West Coast, which is very nice for um, Tampa, which would be a, that's a long trip. Three trips to the Midwest. They got to go to Chicago, Denver, and Vegas. Uh, is Vegas Midwest? That's West. No, Vegas is West. West, but I said West Coast. I said Sam. I know you shaking your head disdainfully. <laughs> uh, fine, Vegas is West, but not West Coast. Um, so the Tampa road trips at Chicago, at Detroit, at Denver. By the way, we're going to talk about Denver in a little bit. They did some nice things um, at Vegas, at the Saints. Falcons, Carolina, Giants. So one way to look at this is what quarterbacks are they facing on the road? Trubisky, Stafford, Drew Locke, Carr slash Mariota, Breeze, Matt Ryan, Bridgewater, Danny Dimes. That's not a murderer's row of schedule as a quarterback. I mean, how many of those are even in the top 10? Maybe two? Maybe um, you go Breeze and Matt Ryan? What about, why are you hating on Stafford? Stafford. People don't like Stafford. Listen, record. <laughs> I will, it's going to frustrate people. I'm going to be gassing up the Detroit Lions. Um, I really believe there's something I, there. I think some of what Darius Slay said this week oh, is, yeah, he is just reminiscent, Patricia, huh? but I think that's a lot of players in the Detroit Lions locker room. Oh. Not everyone can get traded. I don't think the players there like Matt Patricia. Well, I mean, isn't he the rocket scientist? And he came from New England where all those guys think they're smarter than everybody. Hmm. Yeah, it, listen, it's going to be boom or bust for them. Um, remember, those seven teams get to the playoffs now because of the new playoff format. So we'll reveal our, again, it's early. The draft hasn't <laughs> happened. We'll reveal our seven teams later in the show. But coming up next year on Fox Sports Radio, I'm going to give out my winner's award. I'm not going to do losers for free agency because, like, I don't know. Are there losers, Gavin? I haven't seen anybody. I I think the Texans are losers. Yes, yes, there you go. <laughs> Bill O'Brien. <laughs> that was a layup. Thank the you. The loser. So loser. we'll do that next year on Fox Sports Radio. During the break, of course, because I'm such a college basketball nerd. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. 
when I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I was just looking on YouTube for, like, March Madness stuff. Ah. I'm wondering if next week, Iowa Sam, we could put together, I don't know if we're allowed to if we have the audio, but like Ali Farouk Manesh, remember Northern Iowa against Kansas? Of course. He was like, actually a classmate of mine. Get out! Yeah, he was, uh, I think, a year or two younger than me, but he went to the same high school that I did. Ali Farouk Manesh? How have we yep. never talked about this? Iowa City West. <laughs> so what is he doing now? I think he's a co. He's an assistant coach either at Nebraska or somewhere else. He oh, might that's have pretty gone cool. Yeah, so he's in the coaching realm. I mean, some of these March Madness highlights, like you could go out there. I'm telling you, I don't know if you, you're like as into it as me, but March Madness, there's nothing like it because the majority of these kids will never play basketball again. This is it. That's a wrap. After this, it's TPS reports, you know, in, uh, you know, some small city and nobody's cheering for you when you walk in the door on the first day of work. Like March Madness, there's just something about it. And watching, you know, I just watched some uh, some highlights from Steph Curry and Davidson against Gonzaga when Curry had 40. And not a lot of people knew about Curry. Now, he had been on uh, ESPN, I think, a couple times uh, against like Blake Griffin and some and against Duke. But when Curry dropped 40 on, you should, you could hear Billy Packer and Jim Nance like freaking out, like, whoa, this kid is incredible. And the goosebumps just get me so excited. Uh, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm not, I'm actually not that sad about March Madness because it's not like it was, it almost happened, right? They didn't even, we didn't, it's not like we saw a draw for the tournament and then the games got canceled. Like, we didn't even get to the draw. Um, I think the idea of it hurts, but like I'm sustaining on showing my kids highlights um, from old NCAA tournaments and like one shining moment. Like I know you watched a couple Iowa Sam. I haven't really. I've watched a little bit of uh, Iowa highlights from this past season, but <laughs> Garza is just going crazy. Yeah, yeah, he continues to clean up the awards. Um, but you know, it's it's like. You put it in your face and you just kind of miss it more, you know? Yeah. No, and that's a great point. It, I don't think it's set in for me yet that it's actually not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, I know that, but yeah. it hasn't um, totally settled it. But I guess the weird part is like nothing else is happening. So it's not like you're missing it because yeah. there's nothing else happening. We're, the, the whole we're all in this together thing is we're all sort of suffering through this together. We're yeah. all miserable together. We can't leave our houses. We all have to deal with the same stuff day to day. Yeah, I, I mean, basically, I mean, I'll go through my daily routine a little bit later in the show, but um, there's just not a lot happening. There's just not a lot going on. You're just sitting inside, hopefully staying healthy. Uh, and then, fortunately, this week we had NFL free agency to kind of get us through the week. Um, so I've compiled a list of the winners. Now, Gavin was very on point with the biggest loser being, obviously, Houston. Uh, and I tweeted at the time. If I were Deshaun Watson, I would go in and demand a trade. Now, since there's been some rumors, I don't know where they came from, Gavin, about this whole baby mama drama with DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien was upset. I don't know the origin of that stuff or how credible it is. Uh, if it's Michael Irvin being the first source yeah, on that, then I'm I'm not yeah. believing it. Uh, Michael Irvin, uh, obviously great football player in his time, but 
you know, the other stuff. I'm just going to not react to him being a quote-unquote reporter. Um, but, yeah, the Houston Texans, huge losers. Um, so I'll go through. I like, obviously, Arizona. Now, they won five games with a rookie quarterback, no offensive line, no defense. They add DeAndre Hopkins. They had a couple guys who were dinged up at receiver, young receivers who could be good. Kenyon Drake showed some promise. Um, they had that big suspension to Patrick Peterson. I, I can see Arizona angling for a wild card spot. Remember, guys, every year, one or two teams in the NFL goes from the bottom, the outhouse, to the top, the penthouse. Every single year it happens. Somebody, one or two teams make a move. I can see Arizona maybe pushing for a wild card spot. Now, the problem is that division's brutal. Um, I think the Buffalo Bills adding Diggs is massive. If Josh Allen can't win with Diggs, it's time for Buffalo to find a new quarterback. The last memory I have of Josh Allen is him vomiting all over himself in the second half against the Texans, costing me some money. I had to settle for a push, but that should have been a slam dunk victory. And um, Josh Allen, oof. Uh, Washington Redskins, again, another sleeper for me. Don't laugh. This defense is really rounding into form. Remember, uh, Reuben Foster should be coming back off injury. I think he's missed the last two years. They're going to add Chase Young at two. They just got Kendall Fuller a steal from the Chiefs. I'm telling you, right now, the Redskins defense at front seven, go look it up. The Redskins front seven is going to be pretty nasty. Uh, They did lose Josh Norman in the secondary, but he's been struggling. I could see the Redskins being a shocker wildcard team. Uh, I thought the Raiders— Who's the quarterback? Well, that's that's the that's the big question, Dwayne Haskins. I mean, um, okay. Now they could be in play for um, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, James Winston. I don't know. I'm not dumping a rookie quarterback this early. Um, he he wasn't very good. In fact, he was bad, and I bet against him often. Um, but it's too early for me to bail on him. Thought the Raiders did a couple good things, and uh, I'm curious to see what they do uh, with all their draft picks. I like the linebackers they got. Uh, their defense can only get better. Um, wouldn't be shocked if Marcus Mariota won the starting job. I really like, Gavin, what your Chargers did. Lo- I mean, I loved it up until the point they didn't get Brady. You know, if they had gotten Brady with their weapons and their defense and what they've done on the offensive line, I would have them as, I would be thinking of them as like a real contender. Um, but I don't, I just don't see it in Tampa. Uh, I, I mean, they got Bulaga on the offensive line. Derwin James will be back, obviously, from injury. Chris Harris is great at cornerback. They get the kid Joseph on the defensive line. I think the Chargers are a really good team. Also got Trey Turner via trade with yes. the Panthers. Uh, I guess it comes down to the quarterback situation. Who would you take, um, Herbert or Tua? Um, I would go Herbert because yep. the injuries scare me. I would Tua. as well. I, I, I think the Chargers... Could be a playoff team. Again, quarterback, the big question. We'll get to my Detroit Lions later, but coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, we will get the Tampa side of the Tom Brady story. Good news in Tampa. I'm sure the season tickets are selling like hotcakes down there. Tampa Bay Bucks intel from an insider about Tom Brady and what Tampa can do. But first, let's go to Isaac Lowenkron who lives in sports. Jason, speaking of Tampa Bay, Jameis Winston said goodbye to Tampa Bay this morning, tweeting a short time ago, it's been a great five seasons as a Buccaneer. All love and respect. I love Tampa, and I look forward to seeing you all again in February. Hashtag 
Super Bowl 55, hashtag 2020 vision, hashtag dream forever. Remember, Tampa Bay's Raymond James Stadium will be hosting Super Bowl 55 in February. Adrian Wojnarowski reports that Duke sophomore point guard Trey Jones is entering the NBA draft. Jones was the ACC Player of the Year and the ACC Defensive Player of the Year this season as a sophomore. Today, USA Track and Field and the Olympic Committees of Brazil and Norway joined USA Swimming in officially calling for the postponement of the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo, which are currently scheduled to begin on July 24th. In addition, the chairman of England's Olympic Committee suggested that the Games be postponed and be postponed sooner rather than later, telling the BBC, quote, to leave it where it is is creating so much pressure in the system, it now has to be addressed, unquote. And the International Ice Hockey Federation today canceled the 2020 Ice Hockey World Championships because of the coronavirus pandemic. It had been scheduled to begin on May 8th. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, it's me, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. So we had our Patriots side of the story earlier with Greg Bedard. And uh, now we're going to get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers side of the story with TJ Reeves. Is that how you pronounce it, Reeves, TJ? Absolutely. How Good to you? be with you. He's a Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio sideline reporter on Twitter at Bucks Sideline Guy. All right, TJ. Uh, I'm sure you're doing cartwheels down there in Tampa. You guys are going to be everywhere. You're the number one story in the NFL. Um, just give us a sense of the vibe down there in Tampa right now. Are, are they excited for Tom? Are they thinking playoffs or is it just straight to the Super Bowl? Is that where we are already? Oh, how about D, all of the above? Uh, first of all, it's good to be with you. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Obviously, I'm part of the Fox Sports Radio alumni. I was the Saturday night host, uh, Jason, for a, a oh, five-year nice. period. So we're all having to adjust. And forgive me because I have taken the dog on a walk before you guys called me, and we're not back yet. So you may hear some ambiance around me. So we're all, you know, we're all trying to deal with uh, social distancing, isolation, or whatever, but at least we've got NFL free agency news. And, yes, in the Tampa Bay market, they are bonkers right now over this move. And, and why not? Jason, this is the biggest move for the Buccaneers away from the field, probably it is since John Gruden uh, was traded from the Oakland Raiders to the Buccaneers in February of 2002, but the argument can be made this move is bigger. When you talk about six Super Bowl wins, when you talk about one of the iconic quarterbacks in the history of the game that still has some tread left on the tires, we believe, and he wants to come play here and try to turn a franchise that hasn't had a playoff season in 13 years into a playoff contender, if not a Super Bowl contender, sure, it's a big deal. So, TJ, let's uh, – I'll play the negative guy just for the sake of the argument. So, six Super Bowl rings is great, but you guys are getting a 42-year-old quarterback who in the second half of the season really struggled offensively by any metric uh, you want. He was not a top 15 quarterback in the second half of last season. I, again, 40, he'll be 43 in August. Is there any concern, hey, wait a minute, this guy could potentially be showing his age here – uh, it, when he gets to Tampa? The answer is, of course. Obviously, that is the concern, that at some point, Father Time catches up with all of us. And so you wonder, is that this year? Is that next year? 
He believes he can play into his later 40s, that he can play beyond 44 or 45 years old. We don't know. We don't know what the truth is for how your elbow holds up, how your shoulder holds up. I do know this. They found a way to win games. Uh, They got to 12 wins at the end of last season without him having much to work with. Uh, The problem is they didn't get the 13th win in the final game of the year, and it put them right in in the crosshairs of the Tennessee Titans in the playoffs. I further know this for all the arguments about well, he's 43, and he didn't look so good with the Patriots. This skill set that he has down here with Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, the two pass-catching tight ends, O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait, no comparison to what he had last year in New England. None. So that's one of the selling points, Jason. That's obviously one of the selling points of, of why he ended up in Tampa Bay. Uh, major selling point. T.J. Reeves, Tampa Bay Bucks radio sideline reporter. So, T.J., let me go next thing. Um, this COVID-19 situation is threatening, you know, shut down all sports. It's threatening to push the NFL back. Um, you know, let's say that training camp is pushed back and they still want to start the season on time, but Brady with a new new coach, new coaching staff, new offense, new teammates – doesn't have as much time as he would normally have, um, you know, if if this virus did not exist. Do you believe uh, Brady will move down to Florida uh, this summer to get an opportunity to play with his guys more? I, You know, that's obviously going to be part of the ongoing when can you, when can you get together? Because right now, as you mentioned, the edict is from the NFL, the facilities aren't open. You should not be congregating with anybody working on any of this stuff. The, the confidence that we have is that in a few weeks, who knows for sure? The experts don't even know for sure. But in a few weeks, the expectation is we'll begin to loosen things up, and uh, maybe some of that can go on in May and June, and maybe not. And if not, it's, all, it's the same for everybody. I cannot believe, with Bruce Arians' track record working with quarterbacks, with Byron Leftwich as the offensive coordinator, uh, who played in the NFL, obviously, at the highest level as a quarterback, that they can't all get on the same page in, in a matter of a few days on what do you like to run, what do we want to change, what do we want to have, and whenever it's time to go to work, they'll be ready to go to work. Uh, All right, TJ, let me go to the next point. Uh, Talk about this defensive transformation. In 2018, the Bucs' defense ranked 32nd in the league, according to Football Outsiders. Last year, they moved up to 5th. How much much of that was the defensive line improving? Is the secondary better? Uh, like, how did they make this leap, and is it sustainable, or will they fall back a little regression, put some, like, you know, 15, 18, somewhere in that range? Well, the biggest improvement was from the defensive line standpoint. Uh, really, for the last two or three years before 2019, the Buccaneers did not have anywhere near the pass-rushing firepower that they had last year. And particularly the second half of last season, it really began to come on strong. Shaq Barrett obviously led the NFL in sacks, and, and what a year to cash in on a one-year free agent deal for around the league minimum with incentives. He's now got the franchise tag, Jason, and so he's going to make somewhere between $15, $16 million this year. That's provided they can't work out a long-term deal. He may get a lot more than that on a multi-year deal, but for right now, uh, he's going to cash in. They bring back Jason Pierre-Paul, the former New York Giant, who was an amazing story. We overuse amazing, incredible, and those kind of things, but he suffered a fractured neck in a car wreck Last May, came back in the middle of the season and still ended up with eight and a half sacks last year. They've re-signed him. Now the question becomes, does Ndamukong Sue want to come back on the defensive line to be paired with the former number one pick, Vita Vea, the big defensive lineman? Mm. If those guys are back, the Buck defense, all things being equal and being healthy, is going to be solid. They've got excellent linebackers. 
Devin White, former number one pick, will be in his second year. Yeah. Levante David is the best linebacker that most don't know. So the only questions are the secondary, like you talked about, which is young. But I think the defense will be solid, and it only has to be good. It doesn't have to be great if the offense can be what we think it will be. All right, and lastly, TJ, let me hit you up about the schedule. So uh, I saw no trips to the West Coast. Uh, Bucks do have to go to Vegas. Um, they don't have to face a murderer's row of quarterbacks. However, um, they do have to face some teams that were uh, – wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Are you looking at the same schedule I'm looking at? Well, I'm that looking – Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, hold on. That has Patrick <laughs> Mahomes, that has Drew Brees, that has Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, and Matt Ryan twice. Well, That's pretty impressive now, Jason. Those games are at home, though, with the Buccaneership. I was saying on you the road. You said it's not a murderer's row of quarterbacks. I didn't get to finish my sentence. At On the All road, right. on the road. They got to go to face Trubisky, okay. uh, Denver, Vegas, uh, Falcons, Carolina, Giants. On the road, it's not bad. At home – you know, would you say they have a home field advantage in Tampa? I mean, with the nightclub atmosphere and the, uh, you know, people like to party in Tampa when they come to town. I think at home they got a better shot of taking down the likes of Mahomes and so forth. Yeah, we'll see. And they'll get some more national TV games out of this. And how about this food for thought before you have to run? Coming to Las Vegas for the opening of that stadium, how wild would it be if it's Monday night football, that opening Monday night doubleheader, at Vegas against the Raiders with Brady and the Buccaneers. I think wow. a few people yeah. might be interested in that and might watch yeah. that. We'll so, uh, TJ, I'm pinning you down. We haven't even had the draft. Free agency's not done. <laughs> Give me a win total. I don't know if you've looked at the Vegas win total yet. Uh, Vegas is kind of shut down. Um, but um, Well, they don't know, right, because they can't see the order of the game. Correct. But obviously you know that the division games will come early within the first few games and then will come probably two or three late in the schedule, so the mix is going to be in the middle of the Green Bays, the Chicago's, uh, playing the Vikings in in Minnesota, playing the Giants in New York. I, they have to be a ten win team with Tom Brady projected. They Ooh, have to be. He won bold. ten year. He won ten every year in New England. So yeah. I think they they could have been could have should have could have would have could have been a ten win team a year ago. So. Yeah. I think 10 is fair. I think he 10 did, is fair yeah. as a starting point. He did get six wins every year with facing my Jets and the Dolphins and Bills, uh, but that's another story for Bill Belichick. All right, TJ Reeves, Buck Sideline reporter. Follow him on Twitter at Buck Sideline Guy. TJ, uh, you know, stay safe down there and uh, enjoy the excitement of Tom Brady. Uh, we'll see what happens down here. Always good to mix it up. Everybody stay safe out there in the Fox Sports Radio land. You guys be well. Thank you, TJ. Uh, good stuff from TJ Reeves. Uh, he's very bullish on on the Bucks. Listen, a lot of people are. This team could do some major damage this year. Expectations will be high. I would say temper them, but what do I know? Uh, Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. And it's even more amazing because Discover is accepted at over 95% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2019 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Coming up next, I think we're going to dive into the big question that I asked earlier in the show. When do you think, do you think the NBA will cancel its season altogether? Because that should that is on the table. Will the NBA cancel its season? That's next here on Fox Sports Radio. So is this going to be the Kenny Rogers happy hour? Is this Kenny Rogers? No, it's not Kenny Rogers. Is this Kenny Rogers? I, th- I, I thought it was to Kenny Rogers, but then I heard words. This is a uh, a song about baseball by one of my favorite bands, Wolfpack. And I thought we can how have you, a little how sports do you spell music. Wolfpack. It's like Wolfpack, but it's V U L F P E C P E C K. What an eclectic! So it's nothing music. like it. 
It's like Wolfpack. Yeah, nothing. It's like a German so, person uh, saying it. I wonder if Gavin's dog at home listening to this is dancing up a storm. <laughs> Shout out to Gilly. We just got her three-month-old German Shepherd Husky. Uh, she's adorable, German but very Shepherd loud. German Shepherd Husky sounds yeah, terrifying. She's, <laughs> she's a good guard dog. Yeah. <laughs> good dar- guard dog for the Rona. Uh, <laughs> we'll keep it out of the house. Uh, very happy to hear dogs cannot get the Rona. Yes, that is good. To- oh, that, and the pets, right. You're right. Pets cannot get it. Want to hear something amazing? Besides that dogs can't get the Rona. Discover matches all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year automatically. And it's even more amazing because Discover's accepted at over 95% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2019 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. Um, so one of the popular sentiments with the NBA is that maybe they just squashed the regular season, the final 20, 15 to 20 games, and then just go straight to the playoffs. Do you guys think that happens, or do you think they finish the regular season? Because remember, the owners, uh, you know, and I had somebody text me that when I was talking to them about someone NBA-related that an NBA home game can be worth, depending on the franchise, $1 to $2 million just for one home game into the pockets of the team I would, in yeah. revenue. I would say you have that money factor versus what I heard Jared Dudley say on The Odd Couple uh, last week, and he was like, these guys aren't training. They're not practicing with each other. They're not going to be in game shape. If they're, what, a two-and-a-half-month layoff or yeah. however long it's going to be, maybe longer. I thought that's, he's like, I don't see it coming back at all. Well, no, like the season just abruptly ends. There needs to be like a two-week camp. Yeah, yeah. Well, how how far are we going to so, push this into? Then? Well, that's why I'm saying instead into of the August? regular season. Well, it sounds like the Olympics is about to get shut down, right? It's one domino after another. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, I don't think if you've got baseball and basketball in the summer, that makes for some. Oh, we'd be dancing in the streets. Yeah, I mean, again, it, it, it's summer. We just had to cancel our. Big trip. We booked this baller trip to Italy, of course. We booked it in oh. October. Oh. Hopefully you got insurance on Three the- cities and then the Amalfi Coast. I mean, it was it's amazing. Well, like hotels or I mean, just so geeked about it. First trip to Europe with the kids, and now we're just like canceling. It was just like, we can't do this. Um, now, it is in later in the summer, so maybe there's a shot. But like, I don't know. We booked it thinking there would be no NBA free agency, and there shouldn't have been. Now there could be like the NBA playoffs, and I'm a big NBA guy. You know that. Um, you could have NBA, NFL, and the MLB. Do you think NBA would be pushed? And then next season they shorten and start it in December or something? Uh, it's possible. I know? mean, I guess anything's on the table. I just I just think these greedy owners, these billionaires, are going to want to push sports back maybe sooner than they than everyone expects. I mean, we just got an email this morning that our school – they said we're going to initially do a month, and now school will not start before May 4th. Wow. So um, that's, I guess, about – what I don't even know what today is. Five, six more weeks of homeschooling. Uh, I'm sure you guys – you guys don't have kids, <laughs> but I'm sure you've seen the memes going around about life as a homeschooled you know, parent teaching. It's punishment, isn't it? I mean, well, it's, some, it ain't easy. Some college students, they don't even get to walk. They don't get to – this is sad, man. Yeah. This is sad. So there's kids – Think if you were an, an NCAA um, athlete, you're a basketball player at a school, you're, you get into the NCAA tournament, presumably, and you don't get to go to the tournament, and then you don't even get to graduate as a senior. Well, there's the senior on Kansas who's been hurt a lot. 
I don't want to attempt to say his name because I... Azabuki? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. And he was hurt a lot throughout the tournaments. I don't think he ever got to play a conference tournament. He's oh. a senior star at Kansas. Yeah. I mean, Dayton was in line to be a number one or two seed, final four, greatest season ever. Irrelevant. Nobody's going to remember anything. San Diego State? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it stinks. Best season in their uh, One of our neighbors, uh, their daughter is a high school senior. And she's like, yeah, they canceled the prom. There's no shot of it. And probably going to cancel graduation. So, like, what if you're not into a college yet? Like, what do you, I mean, I don't know. You can't I, go visit the colleges. You can't do you anything. Can't. You're screwed. I mean, it's funny. When I got out of college, it was right around when, like, I think this, the, not the 2008 stock market crash, but, like, the dot-com bust. And all my friends were like, oh, man, we're screwed. We're not going to be able to get any jobs. Like, the web, the, everything everything was so negative, and everything worked out fine. This is obviously very negative, but I think ultimately America's going to be It depends okay. how quickly we get the economy up and running again. We don't have a timeline right now. It's If we knew in a month everyone's going back to work, I'd feel much better. But yeah, I don't think with I it think up I'm, in the air, it feels like 1929. <laughs> yeah, I, I think May is is reasonable. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, final hour, we'll do some NFL. We'll do some uh, sports, some COVID-19. The Rona! This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hour number three here on Fox Sports Radio. It's March, I think, still. Is that what it is I was saying? We're still in March? I don't yeah, know just, anymore. Just checking. I'm, I'm kind of lost on the dates. And in all honesty, given the situation, like, I, uh, d- time doesn't matter right now. It doesn't, right? I mean, it matters on this show for the clock and everything. But 
in the grand scheme of things, time just is irrelevant now. You know, it just means nothing. It's not like I have to do this now because I've got stuff to do later. You don't have jack squat to do later. It's just a weird time. Like, I'll get into my deep thoughts here momentarily, and I haven't fully flushed them out, so you'll think I'm weird. I'm fine with that. I don't care. I am weird. Uh, But I am also coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Sun finally starting to come out in California out here. It was weird. All week it was like rainy and he didn't really want to go outside. And It just is one of those strange times in L.A. Somebody texted me last night, did the earthquake get you? I was like, what earthquake? What? I guess it was an earthquake in Reno or somewhere in Nevada. Um, it, it didn't feel anything out here. But it's it just that it, the sense of foreboding. You're just waiting for text. My wife did text me during the show. Um, yeah, I don't care if I say this. Like a neighbor who we don't know, not directly across the street, not right next door, like diagonal a few houses down. They got the coronavirus. And um, they're all holed up. And they're, uh, they have a kid in high school and they're uh, quarantining. They're really sick. And I'm just reading this. I'm like, geez, well, I don't really walk by their house. I'm not touching their mailbox. I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not hanging out near the trees in there. Uh, you know, it's uh, the chance of me getting it or slip. You guys, I said it in the first hour. I'm a little weird with stuff. I barely left the house this week. I'll go on a run, go on a couple of runs, which is a little therapeutic. Um, And I stopped going to Starbucks, so I'm like, I don't really leave the house. Now, a lot of people are like, whoa, it's working from home stuff is crazy. So, fun story. I used to work in newspapers, and then I kind of saw the writing on the wall that newspapers were dying and the internet's coming up. And Let me go jump to a magazine. So I was working in a magazine in New York City, and I started this blog as like a hobby, uh, a sports blog. And I got lucky with it. And about, I don't know, a year in, maybe... Yeah, maybe like 16 to 18 months in, I decided to quit my job, work from home, and do the website the whole time. Now, here's the interesting thing. I was working from home for seven years doing the website before I came out here to Fox. Maybe seven, six, seven, eight, whatever the number is. So I'm used to working from home. And you get in a routine. The first week is obviously going to be extremely difficult for anybody. Um, if you used to go into the gym in the morning to get your day started, well, you ain't doing that anymore. You got to do the push-ups and sit-ups. You could go for a run, whatever. But then instead of just working from home, you got to, like, help your kids do schoolwork. And, like, I was Sam, I'm curious. You don't have kids. You live with a girlfriend? I am over at her. We, I have my own place, but I'm over at her place a lot, too. So. We kind of go back and forth. And so is she working or what? Yes, she's actually started to work uh, from home uh, this past Friday. And so she's going to start pretty much permanently until this is all over with on Monday. Yeah, so you're working here. I'm working here. I'm thankful to be able to leave and come here and go to my other job. Very happy about that because I feel like a lot of these people who are quarantined, they got their children at home. They got their significant other at home. And everybody's driving everybody else up the wall. It's always nice to have a little bit of workspace. Where you got your work friends and you do your thing and you're that person there. And then you go home and you're that person yes. at home. 
And I think for, that's called a work-life balance. Right now, those two things are that's out smashing, in, yeah. smashing into each other. I know a dad and mom, so the mom would work and realize pretty quickly she can't teach her kids or do schoolwork with them while she's working. And nor can the husband who had a job who was working outside the house. Now he's you know not working outside the house. They brought in a teacher for the first couple of days. Like a tutor, they, a tutor, yeah. a, a tutor yeah. to, hey, you teach the kids and handle that. And like, that's a good band-aid, but the reality is you just got to figure it out because this is not going away. We're going to be home uh, at least through the month of April. So you got another six weeks, like you got to figure it out. So I, I, my only advice is wake up before your kids. There's inclinations going to be, oh, I'll just sleep in, I'll sleep in, this is great, I don't have to wake up for squat, I don't, I'm not missing any news, I don't have to... Uh, check in, sleep uh, sleep in, you miss a lot of opportunity. When the kids are asleep, that's when you can be productive. At night, they're going to bed later. We get that. So my recommendation, and it doesn't work for everybody, get up a little early, get in the little workout, whether it's go for a run, push-ups, sit-ups, whatever. So you start the day, you get the shower, in, and you feel productive. Like there is a sense of accomplishment when I set my alarm for 6.55 I wake up, I'm out the door at 7.10, and I go for a you know four-mile run with a buddy. Then you get home. You've accomplished something. I'm telling you guys, if you just wake up and you just roll out of bed and are like, oh, what are we going to eat? What are... You're not accomplishing anything. And you're going to feel, and maybe this, hard to, this word is harsh, you're going to feel a little bit worthless. I and then you're going to get frustrated with your kids. Gavin, go ahead. I, I think the key is you don't have to stay at home to social distance you can still go into nature you can take your dog for a walk get out there breathe in the fresh air in fact it's safer uh than being enclosed with people is being out you know stay six feet away from people but um yeah you know go enjoy the world as well you don't have to be stuck at home yeah you know let me ask you guys this have you let anybody into your house who isn't you know your girlfriend or wife or whatever we had a maintenance guy come to fix a garage door. Did he but... step in your house? Yeah. Yeah. Did, was that awkward? Well, I wasn't even home, so oh, I have to ask the girlfriend, okay. but yeah. Iowa Sam, you were nodding. You let someone in your house? Well, into my girlfriend's place. It was also a maintenance guy to fix a toilet. You know, he wasn't like coughing all over the place. So I guess the, that's the was risk I had to take. Was it awkward or no? Did you, did you guys joke about it? Um... He no, he didn't speak great English, so it wasn't. It was just like he was there to do something, and then he did it and left. So okay, but I tried to you know communicate with him as best I could. To yeah, thank you, thank you so much, and you know because like I and again this is where it starts to get strange. It's like and Gavin, we were talking about this before. We the quicker we can let this play it run its course and get out of here, the quicker we get back to normalcy, right, or a sense of. So the best way for that is quarantine for 14 days and hopefully you don't bring it in through someone coming into your house you touching something getting sick but sadly i that's where i start to wonder is the food or the coffee or so is that a way to bring it in because let's say you do a great job of quarantining for seven eight days then you bring in outside food and, and then you bring in the virus do you have to start the clock all over after the illness goes away which could be five six days i don't know but my, my general theory on all this is if people aren't working, then we're never going to get back to normalcy. <laughs> we're never, because when we come out, we're going to have a great depression. How normal is that? How normal is it where there's millions of people out of work? And, you know, you know what I mean? So at what point is 
it too much to just you know isolate yourself. You know, you might as well go live in a mountain. Oh, so do uh, but do you do you think if we're able to do that, if we can all quarantine for two weeks, except for the idiot spring break guys who are going down there and partying, and guess what? Then they're going to get on planes and they're going to fly home and they're going to be around their parents who are older, and it's going to be a big nightmare. Again, Jason, this is about people will catch it. It's about flattening the curve for our hospital and well, healthcare and that's workers. The big, that's the big issue. So it's not about everybody try to avoid it 100%. It's try to slow it down so that this gets spread out over the course of months, yeah. but it's never something too crazy. Because if there's a five-day span next week when everybody's getting it and going to the hospital, that's when it gets scary. That's where Italy is making a decision. Well, this guy's 25. If he's on the ventilator, ventilator he'll live. But that guy's 80. He probably won't. Let's just toss him. And that's the stuff that scares me. I mean, that's where I'm just like, geez, that's why we need to fly. That would be my only thought, Gavin. The quicker we're able to quarantine and get over it, the quicker we can get back to work, I think. Hopefully, but it'd be nice to hear a plan about what. Well, that's uh, where leadership comes into play. And, you know, I don't want to get all political, but the leadership has been abysmal. I mean, I, I... even frustrated and like listen i'm sorry i i had to mention that but it there really is no plan and i'm not going to go back and say well back in january they dumped the cdc task force stuff like i'm not doing all that um that stuff's out there you can go read those stories that's real i for this show i don't think that's necessary i i would just say to everybody if you can just hold off two weeks i mean how long do you think logistically these businesses can survive if if we everybody no, took off two weeks, it's not just that. Think about the entrepreneurs that spent their whole life put you yourself put yeah. your life savings right into a company. If that company goes down, it's not going to go right back into the work for workforce once everyone can go back to work in in May or whatever it is. We don't know. We don't have a timeline. Um, that's what scares me. It's not the major corporations. It's the small businesses that are going to go under. Yeah. And then I don't know how they get resuscitated into no. the economy. The small so. businesses in that the That stuff scares me more than being be the actual corona. Yeah, That's Apple, me. Amazon, That's- Google, they're all going to be fine. By the way, have you guys ordered stuff off Amazon? Yeah, yeah. A- Sam, Very convenient. You? I mean, it comes pretty quick. Well, okay. So you're, say- you're saying getting takeout and coffee, like, oh, what if that has a virus? Now they're even saying in the news that, you know, it can sit on a box for okay, some that's odd. a great point. So if you're getting groceries, though, like where does this endless neuroticism, or, you know, neuroses, when does this end? So Are we going to be able to eat? Well, we me, have to sterilize our food? I will address some of that. So last week when I hosted The Herd, I had an infectious disease expert from Johns Hopkins on. And I said, should we not get the mail? Should we not All open right. packages from you're, Amazon? You're turning this, into people are turning into full blown Howard Hughes here. No, no, like, no. This is real stay, stuff, man. Sterilize my walls. No, no, no. It's not sterilizing your walls. He said you are very unlikely to contract coronavirus yeah. from just opening an hands. Amazon package. Yeah. There you go. And just wash your hands. Cut the package open. Put the box in the recycling outside. Burn the wash box. Wash your hands. You don't have to burn the box. Sterilize the walls. <laughs> but you're unlikely to get it through that or opening the mail. The part with the food that's tricky. Okay, if you order five apples, okay, and you're having somebody go and feel the apples and pick them out, is there a risk there? 
I don't know if you if you go sure, to there is a risk. There's always a risk. There's always a risk. I would someone agree. Do. Rinse I, them off. I don't know. I wipe them off with a paper raspberries, towel. Raspberries, hundred thousand percent. Don't be wiping your food down with Lysol wipes. All right, that's weird. Come on, people nobody, are probably no doing that. Do that. They might do it with the outside box Stop. or something. Nobody's doing that. It's getting Howard Hughes up in no, here. See that, and that's the mocking tone that when these. The foremost experts in the world hear you. They're going to be like, "No, well, I'm, hey, I'm, I've seen I'm tons of those experts to touching their own faces." So yes. I don't believe half of them. I'm just trying to like people. It's of course we need to listen to Dr. Fauci and all these ex- experts, but the the neurotic, the neuroses of this is just getting out of control. Well, uh, let let me wrap up with this. How much do you think it is of them being overly cautious and saying, "Hey, there may be no school for the rest of the school year." How much of this is, hey, if you don't eat your dinner, you're losing your Xbox for a month. This is like a threat that they're putting out there in TV and media that you guys, we have to do this or it's really Well, the scary. media is a totally different animal because they're loving this. No, I'm not. People I'm talking can about, say Fa- I'm talking about Fauci love- and all these dudes going yeah. on TV. They're trying to give people guidelines, which is terrific. And, and um, they're probably being overly cautious. Yeah. Right? And it's, and it's I'm fine safer with that. to be uh, right. overly cautious than to not take it too seriously. Now, we hope when the summer weather comes and it heats up, right, that it kills off the flu and it can't survive and, you know, the coronavirus. Yeah. We don't know that for sure, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, uh, I did some research on the Spanish flu of eight, 1918. Uh, I'm sure Iowa Sam has as you well. You can't call it Spanish. It's uh, it's racist. So. Yeah, well, yeah. It actually started in Kansas. It did Kansas. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the PBS on that? No, I haven't. There's but... like this incredible one hour PBS thing. I think it's called like the Life Experience, uh, and it did start in Kansas, and it was um, really really bad. I mean, the, the PBS video. I think it's from 1998. You could probably find some of it on YouTube, um, but it's on on demand. And like you watch that, and you're just like, well, damn. I mean. 1918, there was like, I mean, they didn't have the resources, couldn't, couldn't save anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, do your homework, people. Uh, coming up next, I don't know, maybe Super Bowl favorites. Why I'm gonna bet the Detroit Lions plus 6,000 to win the Super Bowl. Um, probably next on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. 
I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm seeing all your Instagram DMs and your tweets, guys. Keep sending them. I do feel bad. Let me quickly read this one. I'm a mailman and we feel like no one talks about us. We are essential delivering medicine and have to interact with people all day long. Hey, that's a great note, Sean. Let me say this. So yesterday I see our mailman delivering stuff. No gloves, no mask. I'm like, dude, what are you? I'm thinking in my head, what are you doing? Like, that can't be smart. You're touching all kinds of stuff all day. That's your job. You're taking mail from people's homes? Dude, that you, are they're sending out? Yeah, like that I I just that's a little insane to me. Just wear the gloves. Listen, you go to Costco, you get a case of gloves. They're cheap. Can you find them right now? Well, now, no, but you have to be prepared. We have we have gloves. I'll, sh- I'll pull them out of my pocket and show you, I assume. Yeah. You get like what four. What are those for? Um, not touching stuff. <laughs> but I'm You're not, not using them right now. Well, I'm not, uh, in the event that I need to touch stuff, I've got the gloves. I would say I'm laughing at me. Listen, no, no, because you're using a piece of paper to move the microphone around earlier. I thought that was. Yeah, just... I need some kind of barrier. I get it. I don't touch stuff. <laughs> I'm weird. Yeah, I heard you on the herd saying you hadn't opened a door w- with your hands in six years when my, you were hosting. And my I thought wife that was great. and my brother were like, "Dude, it's definitely longer than that." Uh, you thank you for listening, by the way. Um, yeah, you did great. I, thank you. Um, okay, so we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, and now it is time for the play of the day, brought to you by Geico. You got to be careful when it comes to that second contract. You know, it's tempting. You know, you've got just all kinds of production out of the out, out of your your player, and then you're tempted to lock him up for a long time. And and the running backs, they understand it. I mean, they're willing. I mean, look at Le'Veon Bell; he's willing to sit out a whole year just to get paid. So every situation is different, and you know, it's a piece to your puzzle as you build and. You know, the the challenge in this day and age in the National Football League is built to sustain. That was Jeff Fisher on the Doug Gottlieb show this week. The play of the day is brought to you by Geico. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. Fortunately, Geico makes it easy to bundle your home and auto insurance. It's a good thing, too, because having a home is hard work. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, see how much you could save. Geico.com, easy. Uh, it's funny. I uh, I just realized we hadn't really talked about Todd Gurley at all. The Todd Gurley move. Um, I guess we could do about that. But I do like talking about Corona and and um, the precautions we're taking. I will let me say this, guys. Um, are you on any text chains, guys, with uh, other friends, college friends, yes, neighbors? Th- yeah, definitely. Okay. I will say the text chain during the coronavirus almost feels essential. I have like five different ones going on. Um, and they are a lot crazy. A lot of it is funny stuff. Guys finding memes. I'm sure you guys have seen the one meme of the um, African American uh, poor um, adult male film star oh, yes. who's buck naked and, and just sitting there. And like he has been placed on basically every photo. The toilet paper to roll. Yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> there's just so many of them. Uh, and initially, I'm like, why do I care about this? This, you know. 
this this uh, well-endowed guy. Why do I care about these memes? And they just kept coming and coming. And then yesterday was like, I'm assuming the final one. Somebody cut up. Trump had like a piece of paper. And he was like, we got this. And then he flipped over the paper and somebody had put the guy on the back of the piece of paper. <laughs> I just, so I'm cracking up in laughter. And my wife's like, what's so funny? And I was like, I, I can't, I can't talk about it. It's just, and this humor is kind of needed because otherwise, I'm not kidding. You go down these rabbit holes of reading about Italy and obituary Jason, if pages. you sit on Twitter oh, or no, watch the media, no. it'll just... Put you into a pit of despair. Look at my <laughs> pit God. of despair is good. Uh, look at my Twitter usage. It's gone so down. Instagram, though, is fun. And, like, people are, like, do, you know, positive and upbeat and doing fun stuff. I mean, honestly, guys, I, I I think I skew toward negative. I think I've told the story here. So a pessimist and an optimist are in the jungle 500,000 years ago. And they hear something. And the pessimist says, dude, I just heard a lion. We got to get the hell out of here. And the optimist says... Nah, nah, come on. There's no lion out here. Pessimist says, all right, I'm heading back to camp. I'll see you later. The optimist never returns. And, like, we basically come from pe- pessimists, okay? These people are living in the jungle. And, and I'm reading this book, Sapiens, so this kind of plays into it. Have you guys read Sapiens? I have not. I, I've heard of it, though. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. And it's just weird how... 200,000 years ago, America, humans, sapiens, were definitely by far not even the most dominant on the food chain. You know, there's all these stories about how if when a huge beast was taken down, obviously the lions would eat first, then the hyenas and jackals would come in and get the scraps, and then the humans would have to go and get whatever they could, and they would have to crack open bones and eat stuff from the bone marrow. Like, that's where we were as a society, like, 200,000 years ago. Like, we were not dominant. Now we're dominant and the animals are in cages or in the zoo or in the jungle. Uh, and, and we rule. And it's just, it's. I would say so far it's a good book. I'm barely into it, Sapiens. Um, if you think of it this way, this flu at that time would have wiped out the entire human race. Probably. Pretty much like the bubonic plague, right? It's a testament to what we've invented over that time that... We're looking at this going, we're going to conquer. This is just a matter of time. We're asking people to stay in their homes. Okay. It's not, there's PlayStations. There's, you know, (laughs) it's. My son's birthday was this week. He got three Xbox games. So I'm playing NBA 2K. I'm totally dominant. You know, I'm not ready to play on Hall of Fame level. But um, yeah, we we sit in our home and we play Xbox and we eat steaks. Is that the end of the world? No. I I had to get a refund on my tickets to Hamilton. Okay. Like. (laughs) Life's going to be okay. We're yeah. going to get through this. You can still go out into the world. You can still go yeah. enjoy nature. Just be cautious. They're just asking you not to go yeah. into a crowded shopping mall. And you can watch anything you want on Netflix. By the way, here's a, something I just watched on Netflix. Um, it's this new Mark Wahlberg movie, Spencer Confidential. Have you guys yes. heard? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I'm like halfway through it. It's not bad. Not amazing, but it's like, okay, I'll pass the time while I do some sit-ups. And um, I did tell my son, who's just turned nine... You have the choice. You can watch the preview, uh, the movie trailer of I Am Legend, and then you watch a movie trailer of Outbreak, and you tell me which movie you want to watch. <laughs> Take a guess what you picked. <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, I, I wouldn't want to watch either of those right now. Like, <laughs> well, I like I Am Legend as a movie. Yeah, this he, he time picked right Outbreak. Now. I yeah. think he was a little scared. I Am Legend. Listen, that movie looks freaky. It's awesome. I will watch it myself. Um, 
But uh, yeah, he there's a Netflix Outbreak. documentary called Pandemic. Pandemic, we've seen it. It's I, so, I don't okay. See, I don't get who's watching that right now. Oh my gosh! So what? Gavin, when uh, the new thing I noticed on Netflix is when you're looking at it, all the choices they say top ten or trending. Yes, Outbreak yeah. is trending every single I know. day. Pandemic is top ten every single day. And you know what else is popular? 2012. That pretty terrible movie where like uh, earthquake like fractures right, all yeah. of Los Angeles. It falls in the ocean. The Rock, I believe, is in it. Um, oh no, maybe it's not The Rock. It's uh, what's his name? Is it is a uh, limo driver? The guy who held the boombox outside the movie in the eighties? Yeah, John Cusack. Cusack. He's in 2012, which I thought was decent. Um, I've seen it. It's very doom and gloom. Uh, but yeah, I think people think this is end of days and let me watch end of days movies. It's not, it's not end of days. It's not people. Come on. It's definitely not. All right. Coming up next year on Fox sports radio, uh, a little NFL draft. Anybody that, by the way, they did cancel as predicted on the show, the, uh, crowd portion of the NFL draft. Gavin, are you getting refunded? I mean, Vegas is going to be shut, right? Yeah, we already got a refund on the hotel uh, and the travel just takes a little bit of time, but no? they're mostly dealing with people um, 72 hours out where their yeah, flight I was. Saw that. Right. Um, but yeah, we're going to be covered. But I'm glad the decision was made for us. It wasn't really like we had to debate who yeah. are we going to, you know, Vegas is shut down. Vegas right now. is shut. Uh, so we'll talk to somebody about the draft and Tom Brady and all that fun stuff. But first. Here's Isaac Lowenkron with what's trending in sports. Jason Fried and quarterback Jameis Winston bidded farewell to Tampa Bay today, tweeting, it's been a great five seasons as a Buccaneer. All love and respect. I love Tampa, and I look forward to seeing you all again in February. Tampa will, of course, be hosting Super Bowl 55 in February. Meanwhile, let's check in on reigning Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs, Jason. 21 minutes ago, Mahomes tweeted, and I quote, Man, it'd be so boring at the house all day, unquote. Well, former Major League pitcher Latroy Hawkins, who happens to be Mahomes' godfather, by the way, tweeted, Ping pong, my house, let's go. Mahomes responding, ha ha, I wish I had it here. Then, Chiefs receiver Gehrig Dieter tweeted at Mahomes, hop on duty. Duty referring, I would assume, to Call of Duty, the video game. And Mahomes tweeted back, will later, can't get on too much, or at Brittany Lynn 8 will get mad at me. Brittany Lynn 8 being Mahomes' fiance. Elsewhere, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeting that Duke sophomore point guard Trey Jones is entering the NBA draft. Jones was the ACC Player of the Year and ACC Defensive Player of the Year this past season, again, only as a sophomore. Today, USA Track and Field and the Olympic Committees of Brazil and Norway joined USA Swimming in officially calling for the postponement of the 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo, which are still scheduled to begin on July 24th. And the chairman of England's Olympic Committee has also suggested that the games be postponed sooner rather than later, telling the BBC to leave it where it is is creating so much pressure in the system, it has to be addressed now, unquote. And might I recommend that to alleviate his boredom, Patrick Mahomes tunes in to the Jason McIntyre Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason, back to you. Thank you, Isaac. Back here on Fox Sports Radio, I am your host, Jason McIntyre, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 
The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, our next guest is, uh, yeah, we got him. Uh, he's at Pro Football Focus. Now, it's interesting because Pro Football Focus has really good stuff. Um, and then, of course, when they when they have good stuff on something you disagree with, you know, you're going to be like, well, it's just Pro Football Focus. So we're bringing in Steve Palazzo. Steve uh, does a lot of stuff for Pro Football Focus, mock drafts, all the good stuff. Steve, how are you holding up during uh, coronavirus? Uh, not uh, doing all right. I got three kids running around here, but we're all having a great time. And uh, at least we had a little football to uh, distract us and keep us busy. Yeah. So uh, let me ask, where are you located, Steve? And uh, are you going into an office or anything like that? No, I'm in Cincinnati, which is the PFF's home base. And uh, yeah, we were, uh, they sent us home just before everybody got sent home. So working remote from uh, from the home office now. Oh, Cincinnati, the land of Joe Burrow. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah so welcoming him here with our uh, terrible chili. I'm not from, I'm from Boston initially, but yeah, oh, the chili's bad geez. over here. Sorry about that. Uh, so Joe Burrow, <laughs> listen, I, I got to be honest. I don't know why so many people seem to denigrate Burrow. Now I'm seeing that he shouldn't go to Cincinnati. He should go to Miami and all this nonsense. I mean, Steve, at what point is it simply that we just need talking points for the NFL draft so we're coming up with stuff? This seems like the biggest slam dunk. I'm I'm already thinking, like, who's going third in the draft? Forget about the Joe Burrow number one, right? Yeah, I would. I, I, it should be a slam dunk. I think the question mark is, well, Cincinnati's done a few things differently through the years, but have they Have they really? I mean, this does feel like, hey, they're, they're getting Burrow. They're bringing him in. Um, yes, he's from Ohio, and yes, there's been, you know, jokes about him making fun of the Cincy Chili and all that stuff. It, it doesn't matter. He, you know, he's the guy. Uh, that, that's who I'm expecting here. Um, I don't mind playing out a few different scenarios just because of all of Miami's crazy draft capital. And I do think the Bengals should sit there and say, look, if Miami could give us three first-rounders or something ridiculous, no, no you way. have to at least con- – well, I'm just saying, hypothetically, you have to consider that right. if they would. But I think ultimately, yes, it's going to be borrowed to the Bengals. Yeah, but this I, Miami has three picks. They also have a trillion needs on that team. My gosh, they have no offensive line. Like They, got, they are missing everything. Um, all right, so let's say Burrow goes to Bengals. By the way – uh, Mixon, A.J. Green, Ross, uh, the left tackle they drafted from Bama is going to be back. He missed all of last year. Uh, th- th- Cincinnati could win five or six games next year, right? Uh, they could be even better, yeah. I mean, yes, jo- Jonah Williams coming back, as you mentioned. The O-line will not be nearly as bad as it was a year ago. Uh, Joe Barrow is not going to instantly become a pro bowler or anything, but I think he can move the, move the, move the chains with A.J. Green out there, as you mentioned, and the defense. Uh, you know, adding some talent on the back end, you know, hopefully they could be at least a little bit better. So, yeah, I think they'll be a, a lot more competitive than they were a year ago. So, uh, Chase Young, we can agree, goes second to the Redskins. There's, I mean, I can't imagine anybody trading up unless Detroit puts out this idea or somebody puts out the idea that Detroit's taking a quarterback, which is dumb, I think. Chase Young to the Redskins. Real quick, I'm telling you, that Redskins front seven is going to be pretty nasty, is it not? I mean, they, they it, build, it, they're building something pretty good. It would be good. I, I think they should be in the two sweepstakes, uh, sweepstakes, though. I really huh. think they should consider it. I, so, but my team building philosophy is to find the quarterback, not a quarterback. Right? You don't just get a guy that's a capable starter. And if you, if we're honest, and we look around the NFL right now, there's a legitimate 32 capable starters. I mean, Marcus Mariota is going to be a backup. Jameis Winston still, uh, you know, on the free agent market. There are 32 legitimate starters in the world right now. I don't think you want to settle for a starter. You want to you want to find a top eight to ten guy. You want to find the best guy. I think Washington should really be considering Tua because if he is that guy, he moves the needle 
five times as much as Chase Young does, as great as Chase Young actually is as an edge rusher. All right, Steve Palazzo, Pro Football Focus. Steve, let me let me stop you here. So where on the worry scale do you have for Tua and the injuries? You know, we've seen over the last, I don't know, t- 10 to 12 years, quarterbacks who were injured in college tended to get injured in the NFL. Now, it's not 100%. Obviously, injuries can be random. But don't you have some concern uh, about Tua's injury history? I do, you know, and so look, when I'm saying they should be considering him, it's it, it, it's at least considering him. It doesn't mean, hey, he's a slam dunk, but um, yes, I think playing style is what leads to injuries. I think the guys, the RG3s of the world, the Michael Vick, the guys who didn't uh, want to slide, you know, who, who just took hits more than they should have, even Andrew Luck and, and Big Ben, they're guys who, you know, Big Ben's battled through injuries, but they're, too, they're guys who just invite hits, and then there's other guys who are really good at avoiding hits, right. and I think it has more to do with your frame and you know, the big six five durable guy, right? So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely something to that with Tua. He's been nicked up quite a bit throughout his career. All right, Steve, let's move to the number three pick. Uh, Detroit Lions, listen, I'm a big fan. I'm bullish. I'm like the only guy on Lions Island right now. They were pretty good last year. I thought they could have been a playoff team. Injuries killed them. I know Matt Patricia's under the gun, but to me, this feels like a Jeff Okuda spot. They need a cornerback badly. They just, the, Je- the Darius Slay stuff ended ugly. Um, I had Isaiah Simmons going there, but I, I don't know if he fits you know Patricia's scheme. I know they just picked up Jamie Collins. Any thoughts on Detroit at three? Yeah, I'm with you with Akuda there. Jamie Collins is he was the guy that would play what Isaiah Simmons would play, I think, for them. Um, so that would be potentially redundant. I like Akuda there because yes, you have to cover. Uh, that's what the NFL is all about. You can never have too many corners. Getting rid of Darius Slay, for whatever reason, yes, that's going to make them a little bit worse. You bring in Desmond Trufant, that should help. But, yeah, you want to have uh, Trufant and Okuda out there. They play as much man coverage as anybody. So, yeah, I think corner is is crucial for the Lions. All right, Steve Palazzolo, Pro Football Focus. Last question, Jordan Love, the quarterback from Utah State. Great two years ago. Then they lost a bunch uh, on offense and in the coaching staff. Fell back a bit. I had him go into the Patriots in my combine draft, and people laughed. Oh, Patriots are going to keep Brady. No Brady. Any thoughts on – I mean, Belichick, for all we know, may not even pick up a quarterback in free agency. Do you yeah, think, he might not. Do you think Jordan Love to the Patriots has any potential there in round one? We were talking about that internally at PFF. I think there's definitely some potential there. Now, I wouldn't want to do it. I really don't want to take Jordan Love in the first round. He's talented, but – Man, you know, he just did not have a good year last year, and it was in the Mountain West. Those, those are red flags, but um, he's a guy I would love to take late second or into the third round. And honestly, some of these quarterbacks could drop. As Like I said, there's so many starting caliber quarterbacks out there. I don't think there's a whole bunch of QB needy teams that are going to have to reach for these guys. But as far as the fit goes for the Patriots, they're in bridge quarterback territory, which means you find a bridge and you find a guy to develop and hope that he's that guy. I think Jordan Love. Uh, based off where the Patriots are drafting, should absolutely at least be in play. All right, Steve Palazzolo, pro football focus at PFF underscore Steve. Great stuff on the draft. Listen, Steve, you guys are going to have to be cranking out the content because uh, we were spoiled this week with NFL news, right? There, there's like nothing else coming. We're doing our best. We're trying to you know keep everybody busy and you know, talk football as much as possible throughout this offseason and this dead time. All right, thanks a lot, Steve. Have a good one. Stay safe. Uh, listen, Pro Football Focus, folks, uh, Gavin joked in the first hour, um, hey, we could be talking about Tom Brady and the Bucks in June. I'm 
somewhat optimistic that we're not going to be doing that, but there is a chance he's right. <laughs> and uh, hopefully Pro Football Focus will keep tricking out the content. I actually uh, did a mock draft this week for Fox Sports, and it's so funny. I was like, well, all right, I'll do a mock, sure. And then they send me back what the numbers were. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there is definitely an opening for content. Like, this was the most click mock draft I've done. This is the seventh one this season. And it's like, it's not even close. Like, the numbers are massive. People are desperate for content. We will give it to you here at Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, we'll wrap up the show here on the Jason McIntyre Show. Back here on Fox Sports Radio. I was worried that three hours might be tough with no sports getting too depressed with the coronavirus. But I think we got through it pretty well. Good guest. Thank you, Gavin. I'm watching Georgetown, North Carolina from 82 or 84. This is 82. This Pat Ewing guy has a future ahead of him. My gosh. Ewing looks like such a different... I mean, listen, Michael Jordan is on the court. James Worthy is on the court. And Patrick Ewing is by far the best player on the court. (laughs) I mean, he must have like five goaltending calls already and like four blocks. He's just dominant inside. Honestly, Jordan looks like the third best player on the court. James Worthy is incredible and was incredible. Uh, I mean, listen, James Worthy was a finals MVP. He had a triple-double in game seven. Um, But Patrick Ewing, holy – he's one of my ten favorite NBA players of all time. Uh, Just a huge Patrick Ewing fan, Knicks fan. I went to get – I think I told the story. I went to get Patrick Ewing's autograph at like a Macy's. He was visiting D.C. for like against the Bullets or whatever back in the day when they were the Washington Bullets. Um, and like, I'm like, Patrick Ewing's going to be at Macy's. We got to go. So I go there, we wait in line, I get the autograph and he's just like such a not friendly. <laughs> he was just like, uh, no pictures. Uh, just, I was just like, oh, that's not that great of an experience. Yeah. So anyways, uh, listen, I think we'll get to the NBA eventually. Just not right now. NBA hopefully will coming, be coming back. Uh, podcast will be up later, obviously. And I gave my thoughts on the NBA Returning the same way the CBA, the Chinese Basketball Association, is slated to come back. Quickly, I wanted to do a couple minutes on Todd Gurley. Um, I think three massive takeaways from the Todd Gurley story. Um, First and foremost, I don't know that we're going to see any other running backs get a big second contract, right? So Ezekiel Elliott got his. Christian McCaffrey has not gotten his. And now we're seeing Todd Gurley two years into his massive second deal. It ain't happening. He goes to, how much did he go to Atlanta for? Six mil? That's not bad, but listen, Todd Gurley is one of these weird stories, man. I mean, that guy was, three years ago, he was, I think, the runner-up to MVP. Two years ago, he led the league in rushing. And then he has this mysterious knee ailment. And he's fallen off the map. Todd Gurley's 25. He's 25 years old. And people are talking about him like it's over. I don't think it's over. I think it's a good value get by the Falcons. Um, I'm a Todd Gurley fan. He's good, by all accounts, a good human being. Um, Always done things the right way. He got kind of shafted here, but uh, I, I, I just don't think it's over for him. I think there's a good bounce back here with Atlanta. By the way, Devontae Freeman got that second contract. What happened to him? Cut by the Falcons. Did he sign anywhere? Not yet. Man. Clowney's still out there. Andy Dalton. Cam Newton. A lot of guys out there. And it's weird because the NFL is going to the place where if you're a defensive end, they will pay you, an edge rusher. But Cam 
isn't really an I'm sorry. Um Clowney isn't really an edge rusher. He's great against the run and good at attacking the quarterback, but he's never had double-digit sacks. So if you can sack a quarterback, they'll pay you. If you're a cover corner, they'll pay you. And if you're a quarterback, they'll pay you. Everything else, eh, well, I forgot, left tackle. Uh, left tackle, they'll pay you. You don't want uh, to, you don't, if your kid right now is like a high school star, Gavin, and he's a running back, the smart move, honestly, hey, man, let's uh, let's try to transition you to like tight end or slot receiver, or uh, linebacker, or cornerback safety. You don't want to be a running back. You just don't. There's no. They're going to grind you into dust in college, right? Melvin Gordon, go look how many carries he had as a senior at Wisconsin. Like 360, something obscene. And then he can't stay healthy in the NFL, holds out with the Chargers. That was a brick. And now Melvin Gordon got, what did he get? He got two, I, two pretty years, much, mil. yeah, it was about $8 million a year. But, but the Chargers were going to offer him $10 million a Yeah, year. he basically got a one-year deal. Uh, and he has less injuries than Gurley. Um, so it's just such a strange situation right now with running backs. You don't want your kid to grow up to be a running back. It just doesn't make sense. Um, well, who's going to play the position, thing? though? Who's going to play the position? Yeah. Running back? Yeah. yeah running Some? back by committee. Okay. It's Tosca. Patriots have done that for a decade. Yeah, right? I mean, Gordon is going to a team that already has Patrick Lindsay. Like. I, I think the Broncos. Let's see what Drew Locke is. We've only seen him for like three to five games. That small sample size. But Cortland Sutton, they're probably going to get Jerry Judy or Lamb or one of these guys early in the draft. Uh, Gordon, they got the kid Noah Fant is a nice tight end. Uh, yeah. What's it, Philip Lindsay, the sleeper? I, I, I think Denver could surprise some people. We'll see. That a- a- AFC West suddenly got tough. Um, well, now there's seven, you know, div- playoff teams, right? Seven so, playoff teams. Yep, yep. Got to think there's uh, at least two coming out of there. So thanks to Chris, Iowa, Sam, Gavin, uh, Isaac. Listen, folks, these are tough times. My only advice, and I said it to open the show: easy choices, hard life; hard choices, easy life. If you make the hard choice of staying in right now, you're going to be okay. Hopefully, our economy will as well. Uh, everybody, you know, wash your hands. Listen to the podcast. Enjoy the non-existent March Madness. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.